forever. Dog. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, the second gate, uh, magic edition. I don't know. I didn't prepare that. I'm sorry. Uh, my sure. name is Mike Carlson. Jason Sheridan is here. Hi. And Scott Gardner. Hi there. This is uh, an episode about, this is another theme park adjacent episode um, because it's about a show that happens in Las Vegas. But as Jason Sheridan, who does not know anything about what Scott and I are going to be telling him today, this has... <laughs> All the elements you would want from a theme park experience. And I didn't know this going into seeing this uh, show. We're talking, of course, about David Copperfield's Las Vegas show at the MGM Grand. The MGM Grand. And he's been performing there for a number of years. But this is the show that is is currently uh, at the MGM Grand at the Hollywood Theater. It might be the David Copperfield Theater now. It I is think the it's David Copperfield Theater, yes. Okay, sure. Uh, and I think he's been doing this particular show since 2013. And it is something you've if you're a uh, longtime listener of podcast, the ride, uh, you've heard uh, me refer to it and say, recommend it as highly as possible and say, mm-hmm. go into it with no spoilers. Uh, it's it's pretty crucial. And I will say this. If you if you think if you're listening to this and you think there's any odds of you seeing this show, it is so much better well, without knowing the stuff that we're going to say. And I, yeah. I almost feel guilt right now. I feel like we should be recording this podcast in masks, uh, like the uh, Fox's the, famed masked magician. Of course. Because we're going to rip the lid off of some secrets. <laughs> Although, except not, because this is a publicly available. We're not going to say how he does his tricks. Right. No. Uh, we don't know. Illusions, rather. Uh, yes, but like a great magician, you two are going to make an episode appear, because I have purposely not done any research for this other than learning the show is billed as an evening of grand illusion <laughs> that and does, then yeah. i started reading about the accommodations on the copperfield island oh complex okay a I, little. Have, I have some of this too okay uh, uh, so 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 here let, let me let me say that all right so, i also have uh, i'm getting over a head cold the last uh, couple of recordings i have had a cold so i'm i'm a little out of it so i, I am prepared to be I'm ready to be dazzled. Yeah, I'm ready it seems to be. like your brain could use a good dazzling, and that's what we're going to do. So Mike and I have now seen the show, and I haven't <laughs> talked to Mike about it, and I'm so excited Very to talk little. to you about We've it. maybe texted, oh, you saw it, and then... Just the right, the immediately after. Yeah. And you we're have talked about him for a year. You have talked about this show for a while. It's I been a long like. time, yeah. I think I saw it at the beginning of uh, 2018, I, for, I forget, 2017 even. Uh, uh, 100% credit to, to Jason Walliner, our, our friend and guest to the show from the Hard Rock Park episode, among other things. He's the one who really, like, this. you need to see this and you need to know nothing. Mm-hmm. But Jason, uh, uh, Jason Sheridan, seems like, uh, you know, you're okay with us uh, spoiling the secrets. You know, and, uh, I'm a guy, I like to... I'll read a few pages ahead in a book and flip back. Like I, I even if I know the conclusion, I like like the journey. Mm-hmm. I was a real magic kid growing up too. I never uh-huh. did matter. I got. I think I had like one or two magic kits, but like. If there was a special on TV, I was making sure to watch it or tape it. And if I missed it, I was sad. And this David Copperfield show, a bit of an expensive ticket. So chances are you're not going to end up seeing it. (laughs) 
I feel like I saw tickets not super expensive too. Well, if you compare it to artist residency, like musician residency, show we saw of the three. Okay. So yeah, uh huh. uh -huh. So I think I feel like it still is on the higher end of ticket. I would say say without like super bumping up a ton, we were in the front row. (laughs) Like front row was available. Uh, It's with well, why not? It was not like a massive price increase to Mm. do it, which meant that at the end of the show we got to high five him. Mm-hmm. He well, he walked by us. We were a little farther back. He walked by us, and okay. I I grinned at him so wide, and I was hoping he would like fist bump or something. And no, he just and, uh, barreled and through it. He's been. You say he's been doing this show for a while. This was not one that ended and re- began. Like Chris Angel has done a couple shows, right? And he's moved mm-hmm. venues a few times. Yes, Chris Angel's. But it still he, always involves him curing, curing childhood, childhood cancer. cancer, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Another I just wanted to make sure I wasn't confused. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've also seen that. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, you went to that too. Yeah, pretty crazy. But we're not going to talk about that. This is a, this is. I mean that that thing is is fun. But the, but who yeah. knew? Yeah, did I don't think either of us could have predicted the wonder in store. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was grinning. Again, I was grinning so wide when the thing happens in the middle of this show that yeah. happens. Yeah. Because I couldn't, I wouldn't have predicted it. I thought it was along the lines maybe of, a, of the Chris Angel thing where it's like he cures cancer or it's like just a crazy sort of like silly pompous sort of trick yeah. or uh, yeah, like a, just a crazy setup or something like that or but what but, happens is there there is a story. I think it's almost divided into thirds. The first hour is a is a is a very good David Copperfield show, and then the last third <laughs> takes a turn and he take he weaves a tale that you cannot believe. But you know what? Let me just as he saves the magic, the real magic for the end. I don't want listeners to tune into this and be immediately told, "Don't listen. Go to the thing. You're paying for this episode, so you need to get a little bit of fun, uh, uh, even if you do intend on 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 seeing Copperfield live the impossible." So, I think this is a good opportunity to talk about the other ways that David Copperfield interacts with the theme park world. Mm-hmm. The main way being. That if you went to Disney MGM Studios in the mid-90s, is a little obscure, but you might remember it because these signs were in front of the park, so a lot of people passed by them. There was sort of a double billboard saying, coming soon. And on the right was Fantasmic, which of course did come to Disney MGM Studios. Mm -hmm. And on the left was a sort of gothic, torch-laden logo for something called... CMU Copperfield Magic Underground. This was to be a magic themed restaurant mm-hmm. that sat outside Disney MGM Studios that maybe you could get in from the, you know, like a la Rainforest Cafe in Animal Kingdom. Yes, um, you could. Th- this is this is such a weird reoccurring theme park rumor trope. Mm-hmm. There will be a restaurant next to a park that you can enter from outside the park or from inside the park. And you, I think if you hear that, it pretty much guarantees it will never come to pass. Like <laughs> well, the great the- hall restaurant at Univ- at like um, Universal Studios Hollywood, like mm-hmm. the big dining room from the Harry Potter movies, you could enter from in the park or from City Walk, and that never came to happen. In oh, this I didn't know there was place, that. Huh. That was a rumor. I that mean, was they a never, rumor. They never announced that. They never but that announced that. That was what we it. were seeing on this, message yes, boards for a long time. Yes, this clearly announced. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, and the expansion uh, 
pad is still unoccupied i believe oh sure oh they cleared land and there's just nothing there nothing's ever been built there it's it's around that area of phantasm like back that side of the park it's yeah it was like part of that it was going to be right next to yeah this whole new wing right um which like what a good double like copperfield's coming and phantasmic <laughs> dinner and a show can yeah, you just to, to digress a little bit can't you enter an, uh the rainforest cafe at animal kingdom though? that's what he said oh yeah that is that one does exist it is okay sorry um, I was double checking it while you said it. Copperfield Magic Underground, CMU, which by with those initials, I'd just like to say I'm glad the restaurant wasn't called Copperfield's Underground Magic. I'm glad the CMU was not rearranged. Yes, they chose the name. <laughs> those letters with torches coming out of them. Um, so at least the all right. So at least the order of the the restaurant uh, was good. Um, not not much else worked out for this uh, endeavor. Um, first things first. Okay, the only ways that this thing was in it, there was a sign outside of Disney MGM Studios, but also a truly delightful photo. And I, boy, I'm jealous of the audience members who haven't seen this picture. Uh, there was a promotional photo. There is a the Disney MGM Studios logo on the left. There is a red magician-esque curtain. David Copperfield is in a black turtleneck, and he is waving his hands, and he's making rolled-up blueprints float midair. <laughs> They say plans and top secret and Copperfield Magic Underground. And you can tell that it is floating of its own volition because there is a ring being held up showing that there's no strings inside. And the ring is being held by Copperfield's assistant for the day, Michael Eisner, mm-hmm. who is in the, his dweebiest pose, perhaps ever captured in film. Where in, in a and tuxedo. He's, got, he's in a tux. He's got a bow tie, like a spotted bow tie. Is that what I'm saying? Well, zoom way in. Is it Mickey? It's Mickey. Yeah, it's a Mickey great. patterned bow tie <laughs> that is like so crunching his neck to where he has no neck, essentially. I, this photo is so delightful. I remember just I remember seeing that sign in this picture and like, oh my god, magic restaurant. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be nuts. Copperfield dressed like Steve Jobs. Yeah, like a turtleneck, yeah. <laughs> black turtleneck, jeans. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I wonder if he requested for like. Hey, can I can Eisner look especially dorky so that I look especially cool <laughs> mm-hmm. next to him? It, um, it, when you sent you sent us that picture with no context, uh-huh. and I think that's the shorthand we have of every now and then one of us will find something that's just like pure catnip, where it's like we'll no s- explanation is required. Yeah, and we'll like skip ahead, like clear. All right, I've been clearly down the research rabbit hole. Let me mm-hmm. show you what I ended up at. Yeah, Do you, did you guys know about this restaurant? I yeah, did. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just is, this, the, is this the Times Square thing too? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so they we're going to do this. So you know some of that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the reason that it did not happen, there was going to be one and two. One was Times Square. One was uh, Disney World. And hopefully they were saying locations to follow in Anaheim, Paris, Schaumburg yeah. uh, yeah. Mall. All of it. Well, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> if only. Uh, so they started building the Times Square one. And this is like deep in the, this is on Broadway and 49th and the street. But they... I had no idea how far this got. It was 85% to completion. Oh, right? my God. <laughs> yeah. They dumped so much money into this. It was a... It's a giant... It's a four-story, like, massive indoor atrium that they cleared out. Uh, they're, they're, they started building the... I don't know how much of the outside ended up going up. Um, 
but it was it was going to have a 40 foot tall Copperfield statue, 15 foot torches that lit up with flame constantly, huge neon signs that like all lit up and then went to black as if it disappeared and then back on and back off. All of this power just on the outside of the Times Square restaurant was going to it was it like it would have been as much power as an entire average 40 foot skyscraper in new york generated wow just the outside doesn't count the inside where there's many many copperfield statues they even refer to them as davids creepily <laughs> there's it's full of davids every single hour a different restaurant patron would be selected to get cut up by an ever revolving circular saw uh so like constant illusions everywhere and because of this, like, okay, it's it's an outside restaurant group that I think started calling themselves Late Night Magic. And Late Night Magic was financing this entire thing. Copperfield did not put in one dime himself. That's the it smart play. So smart. Uh, he had money to spend on, on uh, buying Islands. Bahamas. Yeah. Uh, buying full Bahamas. Um, so... You know, he's because there's they want this to be a, a restaurant where there's magic going around all around you and you can walk all the way around it. It's like it needs to be 360 degree illusions. There can't be any sign of trickery going on anywhere. So he's noting everything to death and rightfully so, because this is his art form. But his notes end up involving like what he's suggesting means we have to repour the foundation like we have to like Ugh. undo everything. So costs are skyrocketing in the specific quarter where he's doing so many shows it's like it's around new year's eve he's doing a ton of shows they can't they can barely get a hold of him but he'll call at three in the morning and go all right here's notes that change everything that you guys are doing there and in this quarter the planet hollywood stock plummeted so it's becoming clear that the bottom is falling out on the theme restaurant craze so uh they the late night magic investors start thinking all right we're building a great magic restaurant but with this Copperfield guy, we are sick of taking his notes and dealing with him. What if we staged a coup? <laughs> what if we bailed on Copperfield and instead just plug and play Lance Burton, his main rival oh. who played at the Monte Carlo for many years? That's not days. even Coke to Pepsi. That's Coke to like sub RC. <laughs> I like RC QC Cola too. Cola. I don't even want to insult them by comparing that like like you as a kid Lance who Bur liked magic oh specials, you were an anti-lance burton kid no, without a lance burton in the context of now i'm like oh lance burton i like, had a lance burton magic kit as a kid really yeah yeah wow Huh. So I wasn't so negative on Lance like I Jason would watch was. it, but no, I'm imagining I, it, it's important to contextualize your younger lit, like David Copperfield. I think it's safe to say one of the most famous people in America in the 90s, right? Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. which yeah, just literally Lance Burton was not. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, Copperfield this like just transcended the 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 genre so thoroughly. Yeah, right. I think that's what I'm reacting. I'm not saying Lance Burton is not a talented illusionist, <laughs> but like that that downside. I think Patreon Lance subscriber was... Lance Burton is going to be crying a little <laughs> bit right. after he hears this. Lance Burton doing a Vegas residency? What is he? I do? I think he retired. Honestly, Did he? Mm -hmm. I mean that's I, fair. I could be wrong. Not enough. I wish I'm going to make Jason disappear. <laughs> muttering That's to fine. himself. I'm willing. I will be murdered <laughs> by Lance Burton. Oh, you all know right. what? This is all. This is bringing something back up in my brain. 
Did I find a movie that Lance Burton produced a year ago? And did I send it to you? Oh, yes, that's right. Yes. Oh, my God. I sent you. Maybe this might be two or three years it's ago. It's a very, like, shot in Vegas, shady yes. movie. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, no. We have to do that uh, in episode yeah. two. Yep, yep, yep. That's right. He retired, but he has, like, made some movies since. What shady Uh-oh. other people are in this oh, quote-unquote film? That I totally forgot about that. Yeah. It's, like, filmed in, like, unlit corners of casinos, oh, as I recall. Oh, it's called Billy Top. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh-huh. uh, Billy Toppett Master Magician Hold on It's, oh, it's from 2015 3.7 out of 10 on IMDb mm-hmm. uh, Lance Burton Paul Draper Oof I don't know any of these There's people There's no other recognizable name Not in, not in Billy Toppett at least Let's uh-huh. see Lance Burton directed it Oh my god Self-directed Oh um, boy <laughs> Huh Wow. Okay. If only also, this makes me have to ask Chris Angel, why are you sleeping on the make a feature film? Chris yes, Angel. please. Imagine scored by Jonathan Davis of Corn, the so, the soaring oh, yeah. score he could get out of mm-hmm. his buddy. And uh, when I saw Chris Angel, of course, Pitbull came on stage at the end of the show, <laughs> which was unbelievable. I was so excited. So getting so yeah he, he's he's buddies with everybody who's great Pitbull's like, acting in the thing wow it's time the angel film Burt right, anyway. Wonderstone appearance <laughs> anyway Billy Toppet coming soon yeah yeah to yeah, Patreon yeah. well but so the fact that I don't think our listeners have heard of Billy Toppet uh, it shows the draw that Lance Burton has maybe outside of just anything that isn't come see me do uh, magic in a theater so they do attempt the coup they float by disney hey we're having a little bit of trouble david um maybe we we're thinking about maybe switching out for lance burton and disney said do you think we want to cross copperfield are you out of your minds they're against the coup they said we're not part of it if you do the coup they still went to lance burton's people who said do you think he's just he's just a copy Lance Burton is a copy of no one. You're just going to take the thing you built for Copperfield and slap Lance on it. You're out of your minds. Not to mention, you think we want to cross Copperfield? (laughs) (laughs) That's the power that Copperfield had. Uh... So the coup doesn't work. Uh, it just like all that does is slow everything down. And eventually the property is seized back, having been built 85 percent out and the restaurant never <laughs> opens. Now, this is this is a deep Jim Hill media find because he goes into all this and he points out an incredible detail uh, on the exterior of what was supposed to be Copperfield Magic Underground uh, and is today a Sabaro. <laughs> That's all it became is a Sabaro. But if you look on the outside of the Sabaro, it's like very like backlot brownstone kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. And there are cracks in the brownstone in a very Indiana Jones temple sort of where like as if the power of magic is surging through the building (laughs) and causing it to crack apart. So this random Sabaro has the theming still (laughs) in 2019 meant for the Scarberfield restaurant. Man. That's totally a magical nuts. Sabaro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody in the somebody there, there was a New York Times article that ripped the lid off of all of this, and and a, <laughs> an industry insider said, "I can't think of another single restaurant entertainment disaster of this magnitude." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, and wait, and to that end, let me say the number. None of this was Copperfield's money. The investors, oh my God. all told, lost thirty-four million dollars <laughs> with See, no restaurant that's when to you, show. That's when you really like figure out 
that like there's no repercussions for like rich people like how where does that go 34 million dollars gone money is people real. were fine it's the money's not yeah. real when i looked them up they're still they're on boards of they're, they're like, fine yeah. they are care board of directors oh my god oh, yeah yeah sure. they're gross they're doing fine yeah, but yeah, yeah. it is wild uh-huh. uh, yeah running out of money the 90s revitalization uh, late 80s 90s revitalization of Times square there was plenty of money there. I, I had a, as soon as you started talking, I'm like, well, they definitely didn't run out of money, right? Because there was so much money floating around at that time, and of yeah. course, it's just insane egos, like insane requests and stuff. Also, mm-hmm. building anything is expensive. Building in New York City in Times Square <laughs> is the most God. expensive thing. Yeah. Like, they literally, for this, kicked out two adult theaters. That's what was there. This was mm. so much the Giuliani-era oh, yeah. Disneyfication of, of Times Square. Um, but yeah, I don't... that like, And how is... Like, even it's like we're in a weird corner now and it's like a sublet with Buca de Beppo. But still, how is Planet Hollywood in Times Square? How is like this decaying brand with decaying carpet, <laughs> like the filthiest carpet in that in that uh, Times Square Planet Hollywood? Uh, how, how, many is it planet, st- how can it afford that? How planet? How many Planet Hollywoods are left? <laughs> Six or something. Something Six, like that. One in Disney Springs. Disney Springs, Times Square. I, just Paris, this sheer so. Vegas. Yeah. It's still in Caesars. But it moved. It downgraded. It downgraded in Times Square. Okay. Um, I mm. ate at that Times Square one a couple times. Mm-hmm. A couple in, times. In the 2000s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Aaron had her, or my wife had her 13th birthday there, I believe. And, wow. we, and we went and had champagne there on the night of our fifth wedding anniversary. Very oh, recently. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we did not have our meal there. Let me say that. We're not that... Uh, ironic. <laughs> Is there any connection uh, to when what what uh, we talked about this a little bit on our City Walk saga? Mm-hmm. Wizards ah, restaurant, yeah. which is a magic themed mm-hmm. restaurant. Very uh, what three stories, four yeah. stories? Yep. Yeah. That seems very similar. I wonder if there's any connection. I don't. We could look into that. Maybe not. Obviously, just a great idea for a restaurant that. Yeah, like led the way, but shouldn't that have been proving by that point that it wasn't going to work? I don't think <laughs> Wizards was thriving necessarily by uh-huh. 98 or whatever. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess they thought, well, we have, instead of just a generic, because in Wizards, there was like a, a level that was like fantastical magic with like a Merlin type. Yes. So yeah. they didn't have like a star like Copperfield attached. No. So yeah. they were like, well, they just have a generic oh, Merlin. Thing to kick it over the edge. Yeah, uh, and of course, if you know, really, at the end of the day, Wizards was a a themed restaurant, and you know, mm-hmm. a very well themed restaurant with good shows. But what Copperfield wanted to build, his quote was more an interactive entertainment experience from which you won't want to escape. <laughs> want uh, to escape? I think you're going to want to leave the restaurant at the mm-hmm. end of the night. I you would think. think. Yeah. Uh, this feels like uh, the spot to mention. Um, you know, the Lionsgate property that was supposed to go in Times Square, of oh, course, yeah. collapsed uh-huh. recently. Guess what I just read last night? Lionsgate to build production facility in Yonkers, New York, right outside what? of New York City, Yonk- Yonkers, um, uh, where where some of Hello, Dolly takes place in Yonkers. Um uh, so they're building production. Uh, they're building a backlot, but they are saying there's going to be room for themed entertainment. 
There, it's a Universal oh, wow. Studios, really? Potentially, <laughs> yeah. Whoa, in Yonkers. Uh, now, it, but I think it's working. It's not working with the people who pulled out of the Times Square one. It's okay. working. I think it's going to try to just replicate the stuff they're opening in Asia. In Maybe. Dubai, isn't there a Dubai? It's part of something called Motion Gate. Yeah. Um, uh, the multi-story uh, Lionsgate Park in Asia, I think, has opened. Uh, so I think they're going to try to replicate some of Interesting. that in Yonkers. Is there anything like that in Yonkers? I don't know what's in Yonkers. Is, it Is even there like, kooky-themed bullshit there at all? No, I think just a plot of land was available and wow and where is like where are like the sounds like because they shot 30 rock on sound stages uh, in new york silver cup silver Silver cup Cup in queens Queens? i think silver cup studios yeah Uh so that's how far is that from yonkers I don't know. Well, Yonkers, they said like 30 minutes up the Hudson was the, the way the article described it <laughs> okay. to me. And I'm like, well, that's not super helpful. So like if concurrently they had been filming 30 Rock and then you could also go on a, in a themed experience where you you get to experience what it's like to have Alec Baldwin scream at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you go to D- Dolby surround sound theater to replicate <laughs> The terror mm-hmm. of Baldwin yell. Yeah. yeah. So I'll be keeping an eye on the Lionsgate Yonkers uh, campus. Please. Project. If you can just major in this topic for us and update us whenever <laughs> you can. That's can, You can set up a Google alert for multiple words. Like I can I can quote the, the phrase Lionsgate Yonkers and it'll send me right. Universal Studios Hollywood Lionsgate Studio Yonkers. Yonkers. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic themed entertainment well, names. What if this starts the whole, like how Disney started, like, well, supercharged the Orlando scene. Like, this is just the start of Yonkers being a destination for all the major companies to build new parks. Uh, oh, sure. And then, like, some other, like, you know, niche like, you know, like Tyler Perry's company <clears throat> ends up building a competing Oh, my God. A religious, like a a theme park slash uh, chapel. Disney will be like literally the opening of Wally starts with that Hello, Dolly song uh, with Michael Crawford singing. There is a world outside of Yonkers. They're going to be like, like, how do we get him to stop saying Yonkers? We got (laughs) to mute that somehow. (laughs) Mm. But they're going to remove it from all. They're going to remove it. But leave in that when he says, like, the world outside this hick town, like he roasts Yonkers. Mm. Like, oh. he, like oh, Yonkers. Yeah, I, Yonkers is kind of like a, uh, like a suburb. I think people might live there if they work in New York, but it's like Connecticut. It's like people, mm. you live in Connecticut, you go to New York to work. You live in Yonkers, you go to New York to work. So. Okay, sure, sure. But it's also in, like, I feel like I, any old, like, you know, college fight song i feel like involves yonkers in some way like that is my association with it's yonkers good go-to little yeah. spirited town kind of vibe. hey there's a legoland discovery center in yonkers so they do have okay. bullshit yeah it's a legoland discovery center westchester 39 fitzgerald street yonkers new york there's a legoland yonkers so, this, so okay so westchester the new orlando and yeah. there's an empire city there's a casino there oh uh there's a hudson river museum so this is a so maybe this is a, a city on the grow podcast yeah. the ride ruling keep your eyes on yonkers yonkers is the new orlando T- tired orlando wired yonkers <laughs> <laughs> um inspired 
uh, dog patch USA <laughs> well, <laughs> and sure. whatever happens there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Uh, the other thing, and Jason, you alluded to this, Copperfield essentially has built an immersive-themed experience, and I'm talking about at his islands, Islands of Copperfield Bay, a.k.a. I think Musha K is, is the name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know anything about the? It seems like you've looked into this a little bit. I just clicked on like it's literally the corner of his website was like and check out these islands and I was like what he advertises the islands because I knew he mm-hmm. had at least one island. Yeah. Uh. Well, he has eleven. Okay. Uh. It's the Exumas, not far for it is the same stretch of island where the fire festival uh, happened or, or didn't happen. Okay. You want to view it? Um. I didn't realize exactly that you could go there. I was on my way out the door this morning and like, oh, no shit, more rabbit hole. I'm almost glad I don't have more because we got we to gotta get to the show. But uh, you can go if you get a, you can get up to 24 friends together <laughs> and all this experience will cost you is, uh, I believe, $35,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you will have you'll be on a beautiful island. You will have private lodging unless it's a weird lie like the fire festival mm-hmm. uh, and you will get to there are if you go to the website for this thing experiences and attractions like there is a whole i saw i found all this from an article about his sort of like r- uh, reprisal of you know like uh, you know he had kind of a rough um, you know 2000s with various you know allegations and things but uh, Copperfield is on the rise and he's doing this new show that we're going to get to in a minute but he's also uh, making his resort this tropical resort with all these amazing things and in this article I don't know how much of this actually came true but in 2013 at least this was going to or I guess it says it had it then this the tropical resort has a company of trained macaws that clean up beach debris what huh <laughs> the trash is picked up by macaws or eaten by them Yes, macaws They're eating will, garbage. Macaws will eat your cans. Okay. Just throw your beer bottles on the ground, and our macaws will chew up the glass for you. And and an outdoor movie theater that magically appears on the beach before moviegoers' eyes. Oh my god, that's represented on the website. It's called like David's Drive-In. Oh my, in like a kooky sixties oh no. logo. Jeez, uh, Copperfield, and then okay. Copperfield is designing a James Bond-inspired spy hunt for guests, oh complete with a helicopter that will be fitted with computer-generated motion-sensitive laser guns. Computer-generated gun? The guns are what? generated. Does he mean three D printed? What's that talk? What? What? You get in a helicopter and he designed a a hunt for you. 
I don't know. I honestly, I don't even know how to speculate on what that means. I don't no. either. Um, what all. I want to know is how how far away are these islands from Little and Big St. James, the Epstein Islands? Because oh. <laughs> Copperfield's on the flight logs. <laughs> he uh, is, right? Yeah, he is. He definitely is. Yeah, and it he might has, have been a tunnel from one to yeah, the other. He could, so, just, he could avoid being on the flight logs more if he just like popped into that slide. and like, Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure. All the islands, all the sex, horrible sex islands, the pedophile islands are all connected, I'm, sure, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so anyway. Travolta uh, just has fun and practices flying though he's he's fine i don't know a little soft shoe just a little bit of fun there's nothing strange going on with him (laughs) you're right yes there's nothing odd just Just practicing takeoffs (laughs) when i think josh revolta i think having a regular one you know that's what i'm thinking a good old boy just he's the always the danny zuko he always was yeah that's right Um, nothing to see there i so there is on his on this website for the islands a listing for whatever this is it's called the treasure of copperfield bay <laughs> oh my god <laughs> this adventure created written and scored by david copperfield and his creative team scored he did the music too it'll take you and your guests to exotic hidden destinations on musha k island uh from uh there are live pirates who will guide you on your journey with clues filled with magic and wonder it's a three-hour adventure <laughs> And then, and then there's stills that go by on the website, including the most SpongeBob, Tom Kenny wraparound pirate you've ever seen. This, look at this cheap shit. Has anyone done this? I can't imagine. Has anyone if, gone to his weird island? And if you're a rich person, if you're a, if you're a person with hundreds of millions of dollars, you are probably not a weirdo like us who would want to do this kind of, like this seems to be marketed this is the kind of thing that people would love to pay $30 to do and yeah then still you'd be like well 30 a little steep instead <laughs> this is a thing because it's a thing that he designed on a private island you pay the 30 grand to get your group there and then if you want to do this thing which is optional and you want to get the pirates out to do the little show for you <laughs> extra 20 grand what <laughs> yes <laughs> this is not complimentary to yeah, the no. 30 grand the treasure is, of copperfield bay is going to set you back actors you yes know? we've discussed equity fees recently yeah. is this yeah. just a trick to get you on his island so he can abuse you Bill the hunt you. is you you're yeah. being hunted clearly right i just saw ready or not uh, oh, which is about that do it yet. Uh, and this is just a version of copperfield's ready or not where he gets you to his <laughs> island and then you get hunted by this 62 year old magician <laughs> weird Anyone man. stupid enough hey, to want to come meet this pirates fifty-five thousand dollars to get hunted by a even imagine what we're building to what this show is i'm also like, i'm gonna i'm gonna so get to the show I, let, let me blast through the rest because it, it fades from this cheap this halloween store pirate no to a photo of he looks like an old like soldier or general or something and i on this flash website that is built it pan it's it's like slowly tilting up a photo and like okay so it's like a civil war soldier guy or something and then it gets up to his face and he has no face oh no <laughs> he is a clone stamped out faceless man so you get to learn about this i guess in your adventure uh and then uh oh and oh i'm sorry this is separate than the spy thing uh because there's a whole other section called musha force 
Musha being the name of the K, but then they still put periods in it, like Man from Uncle, M-U-S-H-A. You and your guests will experience Musha Force, the ultimate super spy island adventure. You battle enemy agents. You solve the code. You save the world. All of this is live with secret weapons, laser beams, helicopters. <laughs> Live the magic of the movies right on Copperfield Bay. There's He built a theme park that no one knows about or could possibly afford. <laughs> That still might not be real. Yeah, maybe not. We maybe don't know. Not. There's no. There's no proof, and I bet it's like not photographable. Right. Uh, you're, you're, you have to surrender your phones when you get to his island. I'm sure. I yeah. For <laughs> well, because of the other stuff. Because you have to do the that, stuff that they can't talk about on the website. Right. How did Musha K hold up? under hurricane dorian who knows we could be talking about something yeah. that isn't there anymore that's right. true yeah yeah the uh, whole uh, island is an illusion yes uh um which is if he has like evidence to burn he's like oh phew hurricane okay that <laughs> works out mm-hmm. um, one of these sweeps through every couple of years i can like lose right. quote unquote some shit the fbi was on epstein's island and they were like he was like oh they're awfully close <laughs> Jesus Christ. How can I throw him off the trail? Mirrors. Mm. <laughs> and computer-generated weapons. We were taking our copters to the island, and it just flat-out disappeared. Disappeared. <laughs> um, and then, just, but then also, like, then I also read that there's some scuba diving adventure where you end up at a statue. He, like, got, like, a, one of, like a, a famous sculptor to build a thing that's, like, a waterproof underground, pi- underwater piano. They, like, dropped this off the, co- off the coast of the island, and there's a statue of a mermaid, like, leaning up against it, beckoning you as if to play the piano. And I don't know how this part plays out, but apparently this underwater statue was custom scored by Will I am from the book. Oh piece. my god, of course it what? was. I only found one article that mentioned this. And I'm like, what does that mean? If you're scuba diving, you can't be listening to music. He scored, he made music that's only for one scuba diving expedition? What the shit? I mean, <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, but of course, on. Will I am, that is the right person to have scored it. A thousand yeah. percent, yes. Like, uh, just in between, like, well, right, you know, I'm pretty busy making the new Entertainment Tonight theme, but for you, David. <laughs> um, uh, and then one more thing. Uh, there is a there is a little section on this website about <laughs> where <laughs> descend to an underground tunnel and emerge into another world, a world populated by the smartest, friendliest monkeys you've ever met. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. If what you does wish, that mean? they will hug and climb all over you. I think whether you wish or not, they're going to do that. <laughs> so they will lovingly touch your eyeballs and, if you wish, eat them. And rip your genitalia off because that is what they do if they're angry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Remember, folks, the code word is Fidelio. Fidelio. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, and then... Well, what the fuck? I didn't even get to read this. Travel along hidden walkways in their jungle forest uh, where the mo- while the monkeys read your mind and draw pictures of you. If you what? If you ever choose to leave this nature nirvana and if you're able to find the door through which you came, huh? So this is an inescapable monkey escape room. Cave. Yes, it's an escape you, room with full of live monkeys. Where unlike most escape rooms there isn't like the hour window. Like you what? might have to live in the monkey ca- Copperfield's monkey cave forever but the caveat to all of that is that you read that big description a very specific description about monkeys reading your mind and then it says coming soon 
And he was talking about this in 2013. Let me just double check. This is a real episode, right? I didn't just take Dayquil and Nyquil too close together and my brain is exactly the same way. Having not really had a chance to, like, I'm refining this information. And wait, we haven't even gotten to what we're really (laughs) here to talk about. Right. Uh, uh, Yeah, this is, I I feel like he is a madman. He does, I'm sure, after just hearing that, he should probably, he should be in prison for sure. Like, just if that's actually what he's doing to people. People on an island for capturing just monkeys for that. And, say, and like whispering like love them love the love the humans go <laughs> um now let me throw on top of, of all of this that this this bizarre like modern day Tutankhamun, just like this bizarre figure island owner monkey trainer i've met this man i spent several hours with david copperfield let me show you if and i'll post this on the twitter here's a photo of me and this fucking guy <laughs> through funny or die and in you're 2011 not fi- yeah you're not five in that picture that's no that seven wasn't years that ago long ago we filmed for some reason he suddenly wanted to make a video that's about how harry potter ripped him off uh why i don't know and then he and his team went and found a bunch of weird similarities between the harry potter world and his story including the bizarre fact that daniel radcliffe's first on-screen role was as david copperfield dickens david copperfield bizarre coincidences um he also probably saw billy top it and he wanted to top it yeah i think so (laughs) he wanted to (laughs) that's why i'm enlisting producer will ferrell to take me to new cinematic heights Mm. but i spent and i was there was this bizarre where we like got on a plane and then landed and we're like at a grabbing a starbucks from a henderson strip mall and then the producer was like oh uh uh-huh uh-huh here scott it's david what the fuck? And it was just him, like, hi, Scott, it's me, David. And I'm like, <laughs> we're like next to a Target where we're like buying props and like, this is so fucking weird. Uh, um, and I, we got to go to his facility and his only rewrite on the script was like, uh, don't call it my warehouse, call it my consortium of wonder. <laughs> Solid punch up. <laughs> But then we're in this weird room that's full of, like, all of Harry Houdini's stuff. Oh. And he had a mega Patrick Nagel of himself, uh, uh, those, those 80s paintings that I'd based movie on. Like, a giant, like, you know, like, floor-to-ceiling Nagel of himself. Wow. A bizarre place to get to hang out for a little while. Uh, so... I've met this man, this man who Disney said, do you think we want to cross him? This man who's been capturing monkeys worldwide. (laughs) Did Um, you get a sense of his bloodlust when you were with him? (laughs) (laughs) Or did he just seem like an odd man? I should mention that I spent the night in a in a Houdini uh, uh, all closet with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. We had, we had a lovely night. He was quite a gentleman, mm-hmm. uh, and the monkeys were very tender with me as well. Mm, okay, well that's good. At least it was a wonderful trip. Wow. Uh, so let's yeah, let's not disparage this gentleman anymore. Okay. Uh, so with all that, the the show, um, and I th- what I think is so insane is that no one's talking about this show no like, how are there not people screaming from the rafters do you know what david copperfield does every night at the mgm uh, what uh, the trailer quote unquote for the show the promotional video on the website is the most generic kind of like come to a live show sort of like mm-hmm. you would probably see it if you're in a vegas hotel room 15 side they just play a million of them back to back of like come to this musical come to the show come to the king todd exhibit you know yeah and it's like footage from his old specials so from the old really... tv specials yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and, 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 and 
one thing to say is that when you're there, you feel like you are in a taping of one of those specials. There are broad, really sharp broadcast cameras. It's lit very well, mm-hmm. uh, probably to keep him looking his best. Um, it's uh, just like, right? I mean, like you, feel, you feel like you're just in like a high tech. It's, it's such a slick, great presentation. Yeah, I. it was honestly, it was a little... Um, the Chris Angel show is in like a bigger theater and it's kind of in what I, th- mm-hmm. it seems like a newer theater, honestly. It was a little, it was, it was just seemed like a little bit, uh, the theater was something a little old, like a little old. When the show started, I, I was much more uh, it's impressive. more intimate Vegas. Uh, yeah, I was, I was surprised by how small it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then in the lobby, it's like, there's a little nod to what happens in the lobby. I'm just saying yes. the whole presentation of, of like the going thing that in. We're building to there is a little statue that is your clue. Easy to miss. And do you have any idea, Jason? What we're have you uh, been there? Or would no, you no. Know? Okay, okay. No, um, I've been to when Vegas. the reveal happened, I was like, oh, I this is familiar to me. I have seen this in passing because I've stayed in that hotel a lot. I had not seen it. It was a sort of shock. I didn't notice the, the little nod to it. Okay. I was just want to say the lobby has this plaque. Yes. That is like a giant plaque. This is what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Uh, and there's a giant picture of his head. So much text in what you're showing me. And yeah, there's, and it basically it just says that, um, and there's talking about like the Society of American Magicians, what they've declared for him. And they say that the basically Society of American Magicians hereby proclaims David Copperfield, magician of the century, here and for, uh, forevermore to be known as the King of Magic. Okay. <laughs> Michael Jackson-esque. He's the king of magic. Yes. And there's this odd um, statue of him, a bust. You remember yeah. that? You've, this very yeah. noble looking off, dreaming and, up more illusions. And there's like the Statue of Liberty's coming out of his uh, lower half. Right. Because that was a big thing. Floating out of his heart. Yeah. And more like him emerging, his head emerging with his uh, butterfly on his finger. And these are all free to see just in the lobby. Yes. That's the thing I love about all the Vegas casino. You can like, you know, you, you can like swim in the bathwater of these shows without going to see them yes and like a great illusion of course in this photo i of course now notice i will only show it to scott okay. jason look away all right there there is our buddy our buddy just oh, so to no. say so now is the t- like truly if you ever think you're going to see the show depart now i hope you enjoyed hearing about musha k but i but if not let, let's spin a tale um the show, the main show itself, I don't have a ton to say about. It's just a pretty good, yeah, it's a pretty so good show. Here's what I'll say: uh, the show starts, and you know, there's some illusions. I've forgotten some of it. It's hard to remember everything. Mm-hmm. But the first illusion, and I know he's changed the show, so we may have seen slightly different versions. And I've seen things online that say he's workshopped this over like since 2013. And there's different versions of it, which is fascinating to me. And they're not archived. Mm-hmm. Um, so the show starts and again, I didn't know anything. I've never seen him live. I would watch the specials in the nineties like everyone else, but I wasn't uh, obsessed with him or anything. Of course I was more of a Lance Burton kid. Um, <laughs> but he starts out and he appears in this. I'm assuming this is the same for you. There's, it's the box. The box is empty. It's a huge box mm-hmm. and they turn it around, I think. And then he appears on a motorcycle yes. inside the box. <laughs> yes. And it is immediately clear to me. Oh, he's over this. 
yeah. he's overdoing he's overperforming mm-hmm. he, he when i'm not overperforming he's overdoing the act of performing he's yeah. on the he's on the bike i don't even kind of have a good sense before this of what he looks like he obviously has his dyed jet black hair he's in his 60s he's like he looks like he's wearing like football pads almost on the top part of him he looks like real puffy up here i don't know if it's He's working out, or it's he's wearing fake? A, like he's wearing a man suit. Yes, <laughs> like he's if wearing. There like... was a wacky gender swap comedy, and somebody needed like to puff, like like to go pretend to be a football player. Is it out of the realm of possibilities wearing like the George Michael Arrested Development muscle suit? <laughs> because it does. It looks odd. It doesn't look like he's just like a jacked sixty-year-old. Which I've seen. Look, I I um, follow wrestling. I know what jacked sixty-year-olds oh, look sure. like. But this was, looks odd to me. Yeah, because he's still like little. He's still very little. Yeah, and Od- oddly proportioned. Oddly proportioned. Yes. So I'm. But very similar to one time I got to see Barry Manilow walk through a lobby in Vegas, and sort of similarly, just like perfect. Like his head was just floating on air, the best posture I've ever seen. Uh-huh. So maybe there's just like. I don't know, maybe there's weird, like, pre-mummification techniques that all these Vegas guys are starting to install in themselves. Right. Uh, or he's just getting, like, pec injections and bicep injections Could and uh, neck injections. Uh, so, immediately, he gets off the motorcycle, and he's going half speed, th- you know, quarter speed for, like, a performer. You can sense it from a performer, and it immediately is clear. It yeah. doesn't rev- – it's immediately I go, I got so excited because I go, this is an extra element I didn't even think about. I go, oh, nobody even told me, oh, he's sick of this shit, Yeah, <laughs> which I was immediately delighted. The audience we had was so checked out, didn't give a shit about the show. Oh. It was so weird. And like they were doing their best to rev everybody up, but they did not care, which I think made him care even less. So I was in heaven immediately <laughs> to see this, you know, legendary magician it's not be care. More forced on all sides. And I was like, oh, gosh, this is already good. So I ready. I was just like, OK, maybe this is what everyone was saying. Mm-hmm. We're here just to see this checked out guy go through the motions with this tone that's just extremely nothing he's putting like three percent effort into it as yeah. a child i always wanted to live the impossible and now i have the chance to every night yes and <laughs> sort of and the only things that he makes a point he'll like he will learn like what's your name jason all right now jason here is going to and that's the only thing he, he's there's the blanks he does have to remember the names of the people he yeah, brought right. up uh, although it would never be you it would be like a, a, a beautiful international woman it's always uh, Alessandra a, it's always a beautiful international woman that's yes. they always go to that it's a woman who can't speak English very well because it's such an easy joke because they might not understand what he's saying yeah, there's also he kind of like hello hello I'm over here right he's very fun of their lack of uh, yes it's an uh, easy magician yeah it's weird it's weird uh, and also I think I was trying to figure out how many people are plants because I suspect maybe there are more plants in there than you would think. I think uh, our friend Matt Mazzani uh, was t- alluding to your theory that like um, was was he, oh, they all was might be plants. Almost everyone is plants. Yes, I think there's a decent you chance. You are one of 12 legitimate audience members in the room. <laughs> yes. That's why they're not into it because they're there every night. It's honestly highly possible <laughs> that like they make $700 a show <laughs> and that it's mostly plans because what happens is when they do something with audience participation, he like goes, you know, and I'm going to throw the Frisbee and the Frisbee Frisbee and whoever catches a Frisbee and then he'll throw it and he'll be like, we need a female. We need a female. All right. We need, and then all of us for no reason, he'll just go, no, no, no. Okay. Now you throw the Frisbee again. 
and then they'll throw the frisbee and he'll do it like three or four times and there doesn't seem to have much rhyme or reason but maybe they're trying to get to a plant oh sure because he was yelling he's like no, no, throw it again throw it again yeah come on and then he's like really exasperated hmm. and then he gets it to a different person and it, he keeps changing how many times he needs you to throw it and sometimes it's immediate where it's like that's the plant mm-hmm. or that's the audience member i'm gonna bring on stage it was really weird did he have a, a thing where he did a bit where he was like somebody whose sister had died no i don't think so okay he he did this whole rap before about like you know this man wrote a letter to me and he said his you know he he, lo- he always wanted to perform a magic trick with me and his sister had passed away and he throws all this at you so quickly because he doesn't deliver it clearly yeah. and you're like there's a dead sister and a guy wants to perform and then he like makes him disappear and appear somewhere else maybe all fake though? might be all honestly might be all fake because there are a few things revealed for sure to be fake that he does in every performance yeah yeah there is a part where the camera cuts to an audience <laughs> member and he's describing what he's seeing on the fee and like and there's an asshole behind you yeah that a, happens every to there's a plant who's a guy who's like a dweeb and big glasses and the dorky hat and that 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 he's always there and there's not want seen the show three times so we've gotten to hear things that like so that always happens that always happens that always happens he also thinks i think the plants that there's a lot highly like highly likely that every Maybe. audience participation is a plant and jason i will also attribute the theory that all of this is about him just trying to keep the record of the highest, yes. like the the the, per, the magician who's done the most performances and currently most performing. Oh, I see. So by doing fourteen shows a week or whatever, he's he, the like the number one, like in just sheer volume amount of shows. Yeah, he's beating Chris Angel, who's you know I think maybe number two performingest at the at the moment, maybe. So in order to keep this arbitrary record up, and he's as he has everything he could ever want. He's got exumas. Why does he need... He's a lunatic, obviously. Uh, Mm -hmm. He does three shows on Saturday. Yeah, there's a matinee. (laughs) A four, a seven, and a ten or something. Like, he does... (laughs) And it's so clear how much he hates it, hates doing this. Yeah. Uh, And it's just a compulsion, just some horrible compulsion in his brain to keep wanting to do this. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. And then there's also, like... uh, There's a little hint to what's to come. There's some... Some t- some playing with the timeline later in the show, mm. and there's a reveal to be somebody who you think is just going to the bathroom, who like David mocks. Oh yeah, and that's revealed to obviously be a plant. Uh huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Right, um, right. But you might think, oh, he's just making fun of a guy who has to go to the bathroom. Yeah. But yeah. no, sort of lured me in initially. <laughs> um, you know what helps you remember a little bit the things that happen in the show because it's all a little hazy. But what does help is that at the top of the show. Uh, you give your email address and he sends you an email and and that you check your inbox and like, do you have it? Okay, but don't open it till after the show. And then the big thing at the end is that you get a letter that he's holding up and then and it the text says everything that you experienced tonight including with everybody's name you know uh anastasia was there and a young man named marcus blah 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 like all of the specifics right which is why it's a has to be a plant everyone's a plant um well or i mean i think that photo thing is that like that's some outside url that's changed out that or refreshed from within your email well here's why i think it's not because on our list was a thing that didn't happen. Okay, yeah. There was nice. a big, rev- big like, there's a big thing that happens in the show from, I know you said it happens and Wolner said it, it happens. Yeah. Did not happen when we saw it. And it's still in our list. So if it was so easily changeable. 
Right. Wouldn't that come out? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose so. Maybe delete because it's a pretty big thing and it doesn't really impact the rest of the show. So we can say uh, he there, he introduces a childhood toy T-Rex earlier in the show and then at the end he makes it 30 feet tall and it's ah. really cool it appears out of nowhere does like roars and stomps around the stage uh, pretty incredible and fine mine um but yeah it didn't happen for you did not happen it's uh, like the plane in the water world stunt shows yeah sometimes too windy <laughs> to fire that balsa wood hunk <laughs> over the wall he still uh he still talks about it early he still talked he even did the setup earlier in the show wow and then just didn't pay it off huh so it like broke somehow during i guess yeah maybe maybe they had to call an audible i'll show you just this this is what it looks like mm-hmm. that Jason. is exactly <laughs> what i was picturing yeah i was like oh i bet it's a, it looks like this and then it can be just filled in yeah accordingly. it's very plug and play and then there's yeah. like there's another thing like this where somebody has to say a name of an actor and then like all these word specifics from throughout the show are printed out on the actor's face. Did you still have that? And it was Marilyn Monroe? Yes. Yeah. Oh, and it was Marilyn Monroe in that in the oh, so recording. So, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're always picking Marilyn Monroe. It's the like... The famous person was chosen at random. Marilyn Monroe. Right. Yeah. So All right. It's, I think it's mostly plants. I mean... Oh, man. I know. He really... He fools you. Wait, do you have your letter open? Yeah, I have my letter. Okay. Well, here. Then maybe... Here, let's let's see if there's anything... Uh, because the, you have wristbands. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And then suddenly a word appears on your wristband. But they could maybe trade those out. Uh, oh, inspire is yeah. the word. Uh, minus faith. Okay. So oh, that, okay. But, you know, there's probably like That's an array easy of wristband words. Yeah. Um, it's just a black light, essentially. You have a wristband yeah. on, and then he's like, "Inspire," and then what, what's the in this? There's is. Do you have a zone about? We met the guy who's wearing blue boxers. The guy who hasn't been busy in 27 hours. Oh yeah, yeah, that same thing. Is it blue boxers? Hold on, in 27 hours. That I remember that from the show. Uh huh. Oh wait, wait. You select. Oh yeah, we we met the guy who's wearing white boxers. The guy who hasn't gotten busy in twenty eight hours. Okay. <laughs> so it's a plant. This is like and he changes one little thing of it. Yeah. And it's a guy. So. And did you also have like a guy who probably of Asian descent who couldn't speak English very well? That sounds familiar. And yeah. it was like, oh, he couldn't. He didn't know. And like, he's like, when was the last time you got busy? When was the last time you got busy? You know, whatever. Busy. And the guy like doesn't understand. Got busy. I don't know that I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> I and then think it's a big I know laugh. what he's Ever getting at. In my life, it's you're all a strange plant. person if you refer to it. It has to way. be all plants then. Yeah. For sure. I guess so. So it's all these people. And, that they, are, and they cycle out these numbers to be different enough so that when we cross check on it. <laughs> but that's still too close yeah like you really would have to change it up just make 28 it's not the days it's not just make 10 yeah. just make 10 different scenarios even like yeah. oh hasn't gotten you know we met the guy who uh, doesn't wear who goes commando and blah 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 but the when the only things you can keep in your when all your brain is capable of holding is just 20 specifics that you can change out yeah and otherwise it is exactly the same every night i think <laughs> as we build to the end of the show this is essentially the same i think do we do we start heading there uh yeah i'm trying to think well the only other thing i want to say about just magicians in general because i saw chris angel and this show so i'm assuming it's most magicians maybe not penn and teller 
they are so goddamn insecure because the whole front part of both of these shows are about everyone told me I'd never be able to make it. That, that, that being a magician yeah. was crazy that I shouldn't, I should give up or whatever, but I didn't give up. And that's both shows. Mm-hmm. Both shows are so much about them being children and people telling them they couldn't do this. And you're yeah. like, you've made, you've been successful for so long. Like, why is it still the theme? People told me you should listen to music. that isn't <laughs> corn. I showed them, didn't I? He's at like the, what is it? The, promise the turn the prestige is that just part of the promise is that like I guess, building I guess. a story sort of stuff I guess, but why, but you're but, missing the step of the revenge against your childhood enemies. well yeah that is that's what it most is enter- that's, that's implicit in most entertainment <laughs> i mean like showing them all <laughs> for this show specific the copperfield show specifically i don't know why he needs that element he, his father yeah, will come true. into play, of course. Yeah, yeah. but oh, no. the element of uh, the element of him, like, tell, I guess it's always about like giving. Don't give up on your dreams and stuff, and whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, because they're such like larger than life figures now. Can you even imagine that once I was a dumb little child like you, <laughs> a dumb little toilet person like you, I you idiot, in, I, belonged, I belonged in a cave with monkeys. That's so. Uh, <laughs> That's how shitty I was. Now, now I own I'm, the cave with monkeys. Now I round up the monkeys. <laughs> I tell them whose genitals to touch. <laughs> and whose to tear off. Uh, okay, yeah. So that's the only thing. So they do a bunch of perfectly fine illusions, mm-hmm. tricks, fun. What I like about it is you're getting just a good. It's like it's, it's pretty. It's, it's legitimately good if, if like sleepwalk but, through. Yeah, lay, very lazy. And like the angel. Yeah. Chris Angel is still going for it. Mm-hmm. He's doing like he's performing at full Flipping speed around and like hung <laughs> from the ceiling and spit like it's insane. Yeah. Like, like yeah, yeah. really Shoot with nails or whatever. Yeah. He's doing it. Uh, uh, I saw Penn and Teller when I was in high school at like one of the big theaters downtown in Philadelphia. And I just I remember them um, really giving it their all. And mm-hmm. at the time, uh, I think they were on a tour, you know, I think going city to city. Uh, people are excited. People paid money. It's a night out. Like right. I they, thought, that, I remember it being a very good show. And them, them. They also it seem great... more like uh, human beings. Yeah, <laughs> they seem like people you could talk to. Yeah, sure. That yeah. might be like not out of their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I'm just guessing. Because Copperfield is at that. I mean, like certainly within magic, he is the he's the Michael Jackson equivalent. So he's hit that. I don't know what's up, but is it is there maybe like a being the most famous person in your field is pretty crazy. Are you like odd and pilled up, and are you? I, I don't know. I was um, yeah, I was trying to figure that too. I was trying, excuse me, trying to figure that out too. Yeah, what is? I think it might just be yeah, like. Um, there, there's levels of eccentricity. I mean, magicians by nature, I feel like, are eccentric, and the world around it are eccentric. Right. But I remember seeing like some sort of TV show where like. Pen brought people to his house and yes it's a nice house but it's still like oh that's a house a person lives in you know it's a, like a weird modernist house but it's still in Vegas you could see the road out you could see other houses around it you know not an interactive monkey adventure not an interactive in a, yeah no he doesn't live in a spy game he has stories about eating like to lose massive amounts of weight it, like he ate only potatoes for a month like he had some sort of crazy crash dying i think he's got some sort of bizarre libertarian beliefs but yeah, again you can you stuff makes you can see how a person got there sure 
Copperfield seems like an alien. Friend of uh, friend of the show, Andrew Grissom, sent me a, a clip to, from like two days ago of of Copperfield on uh, Penn and Teller's Fool Us show. That was a oh yes. a short lived show where they would have magicians try to fool them, mm -hmm. but then they tried to fool Copperfield with a card trick. Oh, and they, they did, yeah. Oh, really? yeah. yeah. Um, but he was like, he's he's just like kind of stuck in that sort of odd like on too intense like his eyes are always a little too open so a little tom cruises ish a yeah little bit. yeah yeah we're like he's, he's like always a, a perfect man <laughs> vibrating on a different frequency from everyone yeah, yeah. like there's yeah. just he's too intently folk okay well i guess they've uh, and he was like you could tell he was really upset to have to admit that they fooled him on one element of the trick he's like well i i understood some of it um i understood a couple of the moves but then there was one move i didn't so um guess you fooled me or whatever like he admits to defeat which yeah. i think i mean he must have been punching the wall like that's the energy i get from him he could made a fool of yeah and then he never talked to them again yeah yeah yes off the list um, killed take them to monkey island so the other thing i will set up from the early part of the show is he it's about a lot about his father he's talking about his father and like mm -hmm. he says uh he shows a clip i think is it or am i misremembering he shows the clip of his parents in the park from their younger days early so the, in the that, show oh really i think that was i think that's different than what i saw okay because he, he shows it like the first in that last 30 when, minutes when the turn happens i'm i perhaps i'm misremembering but it's maybe yes. smarter to do it earlier i think he does it earlier because i was i was looking at reviews and since he's been doing it 2013 there are i think vastly different versions of this show yeah lost to time now because they're not documented online or anything yeah and with like odd stray pieces jason was explaining that there's there's a really odd part where a duck comes out to the song shake your tail feather and it <laughs> doesn't really connect to anything else and uh, that used to apparently be a much bigger part of the show and isn't right. anymore and, and he is i think he's on record saying you know sometimes it takes three four five six years to get this right wow so like he he's and it's yeah so he's been doing this thing since 2013 so it's, it's still possible still he moved it a little earlier let me tell you the version that i saw i will i'll set the stage and and, and feel free to jump in and tell me how yours was different but things are you know a, a trick a, a, you know, a big uh, big trick has been achieved successfully and then he kind of like takes it down a little bit and gets a little bit mm -hmm. more intimate and a little bit of music starts getting into the mix and it's with the music, things start getting a little bit Amblin-y. We got a big old... We're going for Amblin feels. I'm starting to get nervous, because you both have dropped some clues or words that I'm like, oh, I'm concerned. Go on. Um, and I'm also going off of, like, we we have been smuggled a recording of this. <laughs> yes, we have. And we will not, but I, I would have forgotten everything without the this, uh, you know secretly absconded the uh, uh, audio was the song um, nature boy by elephant well, that Gerald? comes in for it as nat king cole oh, oh there, there's a two different oh yeah you're right because it's a yeah yeah uh so he has everybody he says uh i'm gonna ask everyone to do something right now everybody make everybody make this sign and he makes a little symbol imagine if you're uh, holding up the number three on both of your hands in a way that involves your thumbs it's that side of your hands mm -hmm. and then you sort of like 
bring them together in a diamond shape, like your your middle fingers meeting and your thumbs meeting. I'll have you do that, Jason. Here, That's very magic looking. Yeah, it's similar to uh, either the Rock uh, Rockefeller Jay Z yeah. thing, and it's similar to Diamond Dallas Page's Diamond Cutter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so very much so. And then and, and he's he has everybody make that symbol, and he says, "Now that that is not Illuminati." <laughs> That which you're like, well, it's a laugh like, line, and yet he. But, but of course, pretty, he's that's in pretty bold being somebody in the Illuminati. For sure, in the Illuminati, <laughs> <laughs> for sure is in there. Um, that's not. It's not Illuminati. That was my father's way of saying I love you. <laughs> what this is, and then Nature Boy by Neck and Cole kicks in. There was me, a boy. Let me play a little of it, really, just to give you the mood. All right. Or though now shoot now we have an ad now we have an ad on here. Hold on, hold on. I should have had it queued up. Okay. My apologies. Here we go. But very far, very far over land and sea. That was always my father's favorite song. <laughs> he said it reminded me of him. As a teenager, I took him for granted. I refused to tell my father that I loved him. I was so stupid. He sent me a letter, but I didn't open it, and I always wondered what was inside. He passed away, and I never got the chance to tell him that I loved him. And now I have nothing but regret. No, Sometimes no. I wonder if I could go back and change the past. How would things be different? A magic day. Oh, no. And that's the story that we tell tonight. A story with magic and illusions for everyone who misses someone they love. That's yes, the applause line. Uh, and then, and over the course wrote, of this... Oh, by the way, I wrote all of that out as well. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, we're both going to be going out here. Hey, take the wheel. I don't mean to be doing all no, of no, the... No, 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 that was great. I, I don't mean, mean to be doing all of We did not the, plan uh, that, by the I, way. I don't want to take away the joy from you <laughs> of speaking in that uh, as as uh, lazy of an eloquence as you possibly can. Uh, and over the uh, as this is all happening, you're watching an old 8mm film of his dad and his mom. Oh, Jesus. Um, so we're, yeah, we're reliving his his childhood is he behind the camera you don't really know what's happening but you're he's bringing you into his world and his sort of his idyllic 50s upbringing and then he reveals something <laughs> major reveal which is that his father he was a military guy and he only recently learned that where his father was stationed for a while was roswell my father was stationed in roswell he says <laughs> and then well there's the turn <laughs> yep. for me then, at least every in the <laughs> Where us, I'm sure all of and all of our friends who've seen this thing, Eva and Jay, everybody's like, "Yay!" <laughs> that is when the endorphins surge. That is when my <laughs> adrenaline pumps in the theater, and I get so excited. And then he says, "You may have the. I, this might not be a full quote." He explains that the story. The story. He's, what does he call it? Does he call it a fairy tale? <laughs> Maybe. Here you go. Right. I, and he just says, "You know that this this will contain. This is about his father, Roswell." And a little blue alien. Yes, you heard that right. A little blue alien. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just fist Here pumping. We go. And it go it plays in our theater at least to pretty much silence. We were we were next to a couple that were from I forget which state they were in, but they were staying at the Flamingo, it was a party. They were like, That's the party hotel and we were like, Oh cool or whatever. They are not. It just like they're dumbfounded. I don't think, think this that blue alien does anything for them. But are you? Are you like? Are you and Lindsay stifling? Like, <laughs> well, I think Lindsay is who's right over there in the kitchen. Roll was rolling her eyes, maybe, and I was just. I couldn't. I wanted to grip. <laughs> Do it. Come What's on, happening? baby. Like Make this is. Happen. 
Because. <laughs> Uh, so is this the point where the set is revealed? Yes. Now we're in an Indiana Jones. It is. So this thing could not be more. He's going for Spielberg. We are now in an Indiana Jones esque warehouse, but also st- very steampunkish. Yeah, a sure. very steampunk like kind of lab warehouse setup. It's kind of yet yeah, sort of minimal and mysterious, and like yeah, and and, and crates and tarps. So was he yeah. just in front of a curtain before this, or just an empty stage? I think there were things that I think big illusions were like getting set up behind there. But yeah, it's been a curtain that okay. then they they changed that set out uh and he says i guess this is after he says my fa- my father left me keys to a secret warehouse with instructions not to open it until a specific day guess what that guess what that day is today <laughs> you're pretty good <laughs> uh so then he open he tries to open a crate and then there's nothing in the crate looks like the joke's on me mm-hmm. nothing <laughs> Uh, but then he somehow I don't remember just Fill in details if you can It becomes the, like His father is going to send him Something from the past Yes His father is going to send me Something from the past but Time travel isn't real Everyone knows that Time travel is not possible It can't be done mm-hmm. And the box is spun around It's like a goal set up To make it, it was, well, you, we, it opened We saw there was nothing in the box And then the box is opened And this is the moment Where we meet Was this on stage? Yeah because we had a different mm. reveal. Oh. L- hold on. Let me check with Lindsay. Lindsay? It was in the, it was in the middle, right? Yeah. Yes. So it's a different. He changed oh, it. Really? So he changed Perfecting it. So it. you got it on the thing. And I would just like to say the appearance of this, I was delighted. Okay. Before, <laughs> yes, I was rolling my eyes. <laughs> okay. okay. Once, you, once so, your heart opens to our little friend. Right. So he, he does. He It's not the box. There was a box on stage, but in the middle of the theater, there's almost like a, I want to call it a like a containment, a Ghostbusters containment oh. unit or something. Okay. And he sort of appears from the middle of it. He pulls him out. The stitch container. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's oh, very, sure. it's extremely stitchy. It looks like stitch, yes. In Disney World. So he pulls him up in a thing of smoke in the middle of the theater. Yeah. So, and at Whoa. that point, it's... Jason, I have a photo. There's only a couple photos of yeah, there's of him online, and I don't understand. If you knew, it's fun to reveal this, but like, get the word out about there this guy. There he is, Jason. Meet Blue. Blue. Oh, boy. full name. Full name. Blue thirty two. <laughs> um, so the show becomes about David's adventures with a little blue alien named Blue. Now, Blue, what? there is a statue of Blue in the lobby. Yes. And he's labeled Blue 32. So it's right there. Thou- millions of people are passing by this. Uh, don't notice. Yearly and don't, aren't noticing Blue. Uh, yeah. So, and, and Jason, this is D- Disney quality animatronic. It really is amazing and what? <laughs> movable yes. because he does stuff in the middle of our theater and then he p- picks him up and moves him to the main stage. And there's times where he's standing. There's times where he's sitting. There's times where he's talking and David is holding him. This is this immersive. This is this totally interactive, incredible <laughs> animatronic. This is like uh, awesome mode, but 10 generations later. Yeah. Yeah. The, the movements yeah. you're describing. <laughs> Very much so. Sh- sh- yeah. So he explains that blue was separated from his family in World War II? Mm-hmm. That's what he says? Yeah. Blue uh, was separated from his alien family. You know, an alien that got lost on Earth and now is running around Earth with us because his family took off. That story that only this does. <laughs> um, 
and he has a great message for humanity but today is his last day unless he gets back with his family yeah uh, I like think he, so. And this is all said via, like, pretty much how you just said it. He had, yeah. a, he had a message, but we didn't listen to him. And today's his last day on the planet. So, yeah, uh, he's going to die. Like, he's essentially saying he's going to die if he's going to die. He's going to get ET rules, right? Like, yeah. they have to get ET back to his people. But, like, why? Why is it his last day? It's not, it's certainly not explained. No. Why it's his last day. And also, and the other thing that isn't explained is he came to deliver a message to us, uh, but we treated him poorly. We mocked him. We didn't listen to message. We didn't take it in. He's also a Christ where yeah. he's been, like he came to deliver a simple message that could save humanity. But we we stoned him and we crucified him. Right. And so um, blue is Christ. So he explained this is right before that uh, blue talks, of course. Yep. And you speak. You speak. And he goes, sure, he's, I do. His your, your, your father taught me English, David. <laughs> so he sounds like rocket. <laughs> His voice very easily identifiable. Uh, I haven't I haven't seen confirmation of it even the, it this guy though. talking, but it's for sure Rob Paulson. Rob Paulson, the voice of Yakko from Animaniacs. Oh my and god! Raphael and Raphael. the newer Donatello. Oh Pinky on Pinky in the brain. Oh, legendary voice actor. It's one of the greats. And hey, David. David, and he's saying it's a it's it's a little bit Yakko. A little. When I was trying to figure out how to do it, it's like a little bit of a softer Yakko. It's like a it's a seven yeah. percent Brooklyn. It's yeah yeah it's a soft. <laughs> this David, is so David. much. David. <laughs> it really is because so why? Much. Why is his name blue? He was friends with his uh, David Copperfield's father in World War Two. What are you talking about? And why is he Brooklyn? Yeah, why? Well, it doesn't make any sense. Da- David. David. Uh, and then he he one of the first things he does. What's that? Lindsay is interrupting. Sure, Lindsay. Again. It is. That's. Oh, I guess oh. you're right. So if David's father t- taught oh, him. Oh, if he taught him English. Oh, thank you. You justify it. Yeah, that is yeah. really. Uh, he taught me Brooklyn English. Yeah. <laughs> Broken English, Brooklyn English. Brooklyn English. He, and yeah. He, there's a fr- and he fr- taught me all the capitals. Hey, let me sing about it. One of the first jokes. Blue 32 has to drive a piano master around the deep south in Blue Book. <laughs> Sequel to Green Book. Please, yes. Yeah. An unlikely friendship. An unlikely. I was going to say the first joke is that he hugs David. Mm-hmm. And that he explains, like, that this is how we check our, your credit rating on my planet. It's not a hug. It's how we check your credit rating. God. <laughs> what? Right, really weird. And then he also, there's, we had a part where he says, son of a, and then David covers his mouth, and then he, right. and then he opens it, and then, bitch. Yeah. So Conrad's mm. dad taught him to swear. Right. Now, this is the thing. You're very, this is such a quick flurry. You're introduced to this character. Uh, you don't have time to stop and think about everything. And you're just so just like, he came He came to deliver a message of peace, and uh, he came to save humanity, but he couldn't. And then when once he's allowed to actually talk, he is profane and rude and yeah, weird and, 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 and horny. Per- and pervy, yeah. Yes. He, he, there's a woman, he sees a woman and he goes, she's hot. She's hot. <laughs> she's hot. She, she's smoking. <laughs> I had a, Barbara Paulson, also the voice of the mask on the mask. Curtain. Oh, yeah. Funny, you should say smoking. Uh... I had, I had a girlfriend here on Earth, a real wildcat. She showed me things I never knew were possible. And then it cuts to an old lady in the audience. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, what's, hey, that's her. You still stripping? 
<laughs> that we had the same joke. Vegas humor, I old guess. lady. Yeah. 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 I also I'm realizing now that that his outfit was different too. Is this the blue you saw? I'm not sure. It might not have been in a little robe. I think he he had more of kind of like a. Of like a, um, I'm gonna say like a when Jar Jar Binks is in the Senate and he has more of like a regal kind of outfit on. Do we know what we're talking uniform. about? That's sure. sort of what blue I think was dressed in. So that might have been an early blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, sorry, you were saying. Um, yeah, your fa- okay. Your yes, your father's having English, uh, and then at some point, this Christ figure uh, does what any good Christ figure would do, and he farts. There is a fart. There's a pull my finger oh, specifically. It's a pull my finger. He's like, yep. your father taught me to do this. And then he pulls and he and then the audience like kind of laughs. And then a smell is released into the audience. Oh, oh yeah. So- and the smell is the smell of root beer. And David, the David Copperfield says, that's root beer. Do you all smell root beer? So blue farts root beer farts. <laughs> So the magician of the century <laughs> doing his six-year Vegas residency, six-year-long show, still evolving and growing, has essentially opted to have a great gazoo. <laughs> yes. A voluntary great gazoo. A voluntary. Self-applied. No one's asking him to save a show like the Flintstone. Wow. Eloquently put. Absolutely. Yeah, that is, yes. I, I found the actual quote I was talking about before, and this is how Copperfield describes this section. It's sort of like an animated movie. Sometimes it takes three, four, five, even six years to get things right. So he's he's seeing it as like his Flintstones or his like stitch. Yeah. He's seeing yeah. it like that. And to that end, uh, this character was not always called Blue. At one point in time, this show ran for several years, and his little alien friend was named Attila the Hug. <laughs> Before this, earlier we were talking about like inexplicable executive notes of like, where it's always like it's not relatable enough or there's not enough, you know, it's not as uh, too, too no out there. Too, to the, yeah. But this just goes to show like if you have enough money, you can do whatever you want and get no notes. Yes, this uh, is clearly an absolutely unnoted Yeah, no in- feedback. Endeavor. As... Uh, yeah, the, the switch from Attila the Hug. No, I don't think it's Attila the Hug anymore. It's Blue 32. Mm-hmm. What are these names? How do these fit together? Yeah, so those aren't from the same universe. Attila, no. he's named like the the, his, the Hun? The what monster, are you talking yeah. about? I don't know why he was Attila before. And then, uh, to your point, if someone were noting this, they might say, maybe you shouldn't follow up root beer farts <laughs> immediately with the dialogue... You came here to deliver a message. We treated you poorly. We mocked you. Something he already said. We treated you poorly. We mocked you. What was the message? Love. Love. Love, David. Love. Love. I've said, I say this once a day now. Love, David. Love. Love, David. Love, love, David. The message was love. My message was love, David. (laughs) I will mutter it to myself with no one around. Love, 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 David. The love. message is love. The message He's is definitely love. definitely pulling from, I think, Mike, what you called it recently, the Disney playbook of like nine words. Inspire, yeah, yeah. faith, love. <laughs> it's uh, the thing I wrote. Love, David. Love is the great force of the center of existence. Love would solve all the problems of your world. <laughs> if only, I failed. If only you would let it. If only you would let it. <laughs> it fell I on failed. deaf ears. I My f- journey here was for nothing. <laughs> I failed, David. <laughs> 
I failed, David. <laughs> it being David also creeps me out because David's like in the that's like Prometheus and, and, and AI. Like David's always oh in these, yeah, like, creepy, David. Uh, uh, you know, or like origin Genesis kind of stories. Yes, so something about David, and it all reminds me of Teddy in AI. David. Yeah. Do you oh, remember Teddy. when you cut mommy's hair, David? And it also, <laughs> with the with the with the uh, Brooklyn accent, though, it also reminds me of Judd Hirsch in Independence Day. <laughs> David. My David, oh, it's my, my David. David. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get into, we gotta get into town. <laughs> oh, a David. I can't see my David. <laughs> my David knows what to do. <laughs> the message is love, David. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> they uh, love love. <laughs> I, so weird. But right after Rupert farts, what the fuck? And then well, we the know why didn't what? How do you mean you couldn't get the message out? The to- why not? Who didn't let you? The whole thing is bizarre because it's tonally shoots wildly back, back and, and forth, forth and back and forth yes. between like trying to be ultra sincere and important, and then all of a sudden he's just you know he's farting and hitting on women. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> I was I saw on one of the reviews. That in 2013, it was a lot more comedic. Yeah. So there was like more of that and less maybe of the sentimental in the show because other yeah the earnest parts are so earnest and as i said ambliny and there's there's cameras up on stage of them so it's like and the it's such a photorealistic puppet so it's pushing in on him and pushing in on david and at some point he later he is like dying he's like it's cradling david, david Copperfield is holding a dying alien in his arms <laughs> i failed your father would be proud of you your but father. elsewhere like <laughs> 10 minutes before it was like like everybody up on stage we're up all night to get lucky yeah <laughs> This is so, and then like, hey, dance, shake it. Boy, she's hot. Yeah, she's hot. <laughs> when you said Amblyny earlier, I thought you meant like themes of family and well, that's and there all too. Of, of course, but I didn't even think to take it literally of like small alien dying. Like, yeah, yep. Small. Well, when you realize that, when you realize that we're oh, we're settling into an ET ripoff. David Copperfield has mm. been starring in an ET ripoff play every night, multiple in, times in the 2010s. <laughs> He's in a cage. He's in his own monkey cage. Yes. He's getting he's getting touched by he's being lovingly touched by Blue, the only creature that will love him as he has skewed his father. Mm-hmm. So it's, he had to build a creature to love. He doesn't have a kid, does he? I don't think he I think he's like constantly married and divorced. And yeah, I don't think so. Is, uh, Blue is his child. He Blue, builds a child. There's also got to be if you're running two to three shows a day, there's a warehouse full of blues. There's not one. Well, blue. I, oh, good point. I mean, I ran out of there going, where's the mer- where can I buy him? <laughs> can you buy blue? Where can I get a blue? There's and one piece of blue there's merch. One piece of blue <laughs> merch. It. Yes. It's for charity, supposedly. Yeah. And it doesn't really look like him, but oh. it's a fanny pack, right? <laughs> so it's a weird little like cloth pocket. Yeah. Not it. even a stuffed blue, because if there was a stuffed no. blue, I would be looking at it right. Mike, and there's a little blue hesitate. statue outside the theater, but you can't buy oh it. Oh my god, that doesn't look like him at all. Yeah, this also, by the way, that one, that what you just showed, the the merch looks a little more Mac and Me ish. Well, that has already been an ET ripoff. So we're we're in another down the line bizarre pseudo ET. I yeah I, I immediately I did think Mac and me I thought it was like a little blue Mac and me yeah um I wonder I would love to see a, a the evolution of the the alien because I'm sure if he's changing stuff as much as it sounds like 
there has to be yeah as you're oh, saying wait a so oh many my God. this has been right in front of me the whole time i just found an old photo so they used to email you a picture of the celebrity you picked which were they made be brad pitt for a long time i guess but in that email blue is in it but i think this is when he was named attila the hug because he is green they changed his color they've changed so much about him yeah interesting um, I should mention also that he, David Copperfield, revealed via an Instagram that uh, because he congratulated the designer of Blue on winning an Academy Award. This guy is a sculptor and a makeup artist, wow. uh, Kazuhiro Tsuji, uh, 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 who did the makeup on in Darkest Hour to transform Gary Oldman. Uh, into into Churchill? Churchill, yeah. Wow. Uh, he was a protege of Rick Baker. He's the guy who turned uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt into Bruce Willis in Looper. Wow. He, and he did all he did the makeup that turned uh, Tim Roth into the devious General Thade in oh. New Planet of the Apes. All hail Thade. So this is major, major <laughs> yeah. guy. So he's yeah. signed blue. Is he just on like constant, like he's getting calls for the last five years? Like it's not right yet. Blue isn't right yet. <laughs> you know what I want him to be? I want him to have bigger ears. Get away. Get, can you, uh, you know, take your face out of Gary Oldman's ass for a minute and get back here and do what's important? <laughs> Fly to Musha K tonight. <laughs> I will send a monkey-driven plane. <laughs> Let the monkeys do with what you what they wish. If you encounter any enemies on the way, there are computer-generated guns for <laughs> Fire your lasers. <laughs> and of course, uh, if, if any of that doesn't work, just uh, uh, give the signal of love that my father gave <laughs> me as a love. child. Don't forget to bring bananas for the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main way to guarantee he doesn't rip your genitals. That's your up. ticket. One of my favorite things is uh, on TripAdvisor, the reviews of David Copperfield. This review just says, an alien? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Two stars. <laughs> the only references are people who hated it, and they and, and somebody else says like, "I like the show," but then he did this alien skit. I mean, WTF with that? <laughs> How long does the alien thing go on for? Thirty-five. It's the, for, it's the last third of the piece, and then there's there is some other. He does like prediction bits, essentially that Blue is around but not really participating in. Just like get up on stage. Yeah, come on up. You look hot. Yeah, that's when he. Yeah, the. the because again, so he, so we should also say that when they're bouncing back to and forth tonally, he's also set up, and I, I and now I'm misremembering a little bit. Oh yeah, he goes, Blue goes, David, look, and then David looks over, and all of a sudden, an hourglass appears, and it's explained to the audience that once the sand run out, Blue dies. He's going to die. They don't explain why. They don't explain why? what force is behind this. And but seemingly, his family left him a long time ago. And you know why his family left? Does why'd, it, your, why'd your family leave you? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's got tired of me. It doesn't. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry, David. Farts, I guess. <laughs> I can't help it. That's so my gastrointestinal system. So they they start they start the ticking clock of blue dying, and that's why especially it's so bizarre when they just like play Get Lucky by Daft Punk, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, blue's gonna die. <laughs> why are we why doing prediction uh, games? Yeah, I, I truly thought at some point he was gonna make like time go backwards. Words. He was gonna bring. Well, okay, there it is. <laughs> All right. You see, in addition to if there's if these if there weren't enough hats on hats on hats, blue the root beer farting alien from the forties. Also, uh, does he? Just have them? Does he poop them? Why? What? Where do they come from? He has 
Time stone. He has access to time stones. I got time stones. So David, <sighs> David sees an alien. He knows aliens exist. Now he accepts that reality. But David is still a bit of a skeptic. He tells people to, they can achieve the impossible, but time travel doesn't exist. It's impossible. There's no way time travel exists. Of course, that's that's. There's no way. And Blue explains that he is a time stone. Uh, he also explains. He shows David a. He has a picture of him and David from the future. I believe. <laughs> And he's like, what? Okay. This is a pic. He goes, ah, good Photoshop. <laughs> no, no, no. No, David, this it's is genuine. Us. Yeah. And, he, and then real deal. <laughs> Blue gives him a time stone, which is just like glowing, you know, rock or whatever. I wonder how long the time stone has been in. Yeah. Because do we know when this recording? Do we know when the recording is from? Uh, I think it was two years ago. Two years ago. Because I was wondering, did he see Avengers Infinity War? And then that's because there's a time stone in that movie, just verbatim. Good idea. The show has been, it's too Spielberg-esque. It's time to make it more Russo-esque. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although it could, because of course that's been in the comics for years. Obviously, there's probably other media which used a time stone. It's such a lazy uh-huh. uh, time yeah. stone. Time stone. A time stone. I think that Blue poops the time stones. Uh, yeah, there's, that's... Regurg- and that's why there's root beer farts, is it's like a precursor to... <laughs> Um, he's like the, he's, there's a bowel movement and then plop mm-hmm. time stone can so, I just so, ask yeah I don't want to ruin your prestige <laughs> does he use the uh oh does he use Uh-oh. time uh oh to make his father appear so he could say I love you by doing the hand thing you're very close you're, get, you're, you're okay, really close I'm in the ballpark you're really yeah close. should we should we keep getting we'll keep there keep going and, keep you're going all, you're really close though yeah yeah uh, uh, somehow I don't know why this happened he, he's oh uh, Blue says I need everybody to give me the fingers and mm-hmm. then, and they're like, what? Oh no, not that! Not like the, that like the finger. Sign, the sign of love, and then, or his, and it turns out that the dad learned the hand symbol from Blue. It's their species. It's the alien symbol of love. So everybody needs to make the symbol, and then that makes the time stone. What? I don't know. I I, I get confused in here. That's I, yeah, my I'm notes confused. don't make any sense. <laughs> I know my note either. Ask Desiree, and it cuts to an audience. It, at some point, also, it cuts to an audience member. There's another root beer smell release, right? And he goes, "No, nah, it wasn't me. It was her." Right. And then it cuts to a woman in the audience who looks embarrassed. Mm-hmm. But then it zooms out a little bit, and there's a big jug of root beer on her table. I don't know if we had that. Okay, maybe it was cut because it is very confusing. Yeah, this woman, you drink root beer and oh, then no, that does fart sound a fart that is pure root beer. There is no <laughs> food that where the fart smells exactly like the food smells. Where does the jug just smell that potent? Maybe, yeah. Is it just that? Yeah, it, something about the, what's the, the Vegas atmosphere? It's being carried right. by cigarette smoke. Maybe that's it. But then I brought this up to people who were like, "No, no, no. the The smell implies that the woman like drinks so much root beer." No, no, no. This, oh, I'm what, the, the other the other theory was that she smells like root beer because she sucked Blue's dick. Oh, whoa. Re- what? I what? But I don't know how that works either. But Why would she have root beer like, No, of course, of course. Do you not get this? How many people told you that? <laughs> uh, that's two people. <laughs> wow. Theory. Interesting. Yeah. No, she like sucked off blue. So she smells like root beer now. <laughs> but then there's a jug. 
This the is more doesn't make he sense. Give, he, this is all letting me know notes are important, maybe. Yeah. As much as I rant about network notes, somebody needed to come in and clarify, <laughs> Is does she smell like root beer because she drank so much root beer or because she fucked blue? <laughs> It would be really great if David would ask you for notes afterward because you've worked with him before. Hey, you're right. I did give him notes yeah. specifically. So yes, I'm a creative figure that he trusts. You know, clearly, you should email that email address back some notes. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I have David's email. We have. We all have David's email. <laughs> this message has notes, David. <laughs> <laughs> my message is revised, David. <laughs> my vest. My message is tightened up. Um, tonally. Oh, she's really hot. I like what she's wearing. Uh, some, tell us your. I don't. None of this is important. Somebody. Uh, he learns what dancing is, and then he yeah. dances a little bit, and then David says, "Wow, it's like Bruno from Mars." Bruno <laughs> from Mars. It's Bruno from Mars. Of course, Copperfield, no idea Bruno who Mars. that is. Some <laughs> state so chain gave that to him. Dancing to Daft Punk. Right. <laughs> Why? Old song now, and still, that's it's what they were still using, right? Yeah, well, Daft Punk's still in ours, yeah. Right? Get lucky. No, it was her. Lo okay, and then somehow, but this dancing, and he learns how to dance, and root beer farts, but then back to love could have solved all the problems of your world, but nobody listened. And then he's dying. And he like, I'll never see my family again. It's okay. You're my family now. <laughs> <laughs> David is his new father. But then he remembers the time stone. So maybe you can go back. And then out of nowhere, he says, David, in this lighting, you look like George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> Two lines after, it's okay. You're my family right. now. And then that and then, is still in the show, and you know that can't get cut. No, the compliment, the of compliment him? of how handsome he is, has to be in the show. Why does he say that when he's dying? Is it doesn't make any. Yeah, I mean that's obviously a good justification as he's losing his mind because it's being taken over by again. We don't know. Why is he dying? We don't know. Why he's dying. <laughs> Today's the day. And he's been this around since day. World War Two. He's been alive since World War II, and it's not just like he's like he's very old and he's dying. He seems young and again very vibrant. But I AK, think didn't he wait, or is he young? He's sent by the he's sent with a time oh, stone yeah, in a crate right. by Copperfield's father. I'm gonna send my son, who no, I know I guess you're will right. be a big. I know in the 40s that my son will be a big magician with his own theater in Las Vegas. Except no, I think at that well, point you're supposed to be in the crate. <laughs> Okay, you're right. You're, How inceptions do you feel, audience? Are you following this at all? You're right, but I guess I'm I'm confused by the hourglass because, like, why would today be the day if he time traveled? If you have access to time stones, right? Because if you because I guess my confusion was like, okay, I could see he was lost in World War II, and then today is obviously the day. But if he was time traveling, then like, why do they send? Why does father send him to the day when he's going to die? <laughs> You know what I mean? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. He should have kept him in. If, if he knew, because Blue already knew this was the day he was going to die. And it's probably more likely you could find his family back in the 40s where he's from. 100% because it just happened. And he yeah. should have time traveled like a few was days he earlier. Was time traveling or was he just in the crate for like 70 years? I'm Whoa. not sure. It's unclear. But Again, he, it's he unclear. He has a time stone. So I think he's... And, and David says, I'm getting a package from my father in the future. <laughs> but is that like Back to the Future 2 where... Uh, it's it's just been sitting at Western Union for eighty years. Mm -hmm. Oh right, he's dying because hey, he's been suffocating me, in a crate. Let me out. He's let me out. Subsisting on his own root beer farts for sustenance, <laughs> eating and re swallowing and regurgitating the same time stone over and over. <laughs> 
Poor Blue. That's all <laughs> I have to say. Life. So where are we at now? Uh, we're getting to the end. Okay. It's, all a, there, I swear. it's all happening at once. It's sort of like a good case for time being not real, too, because I sort of hmm. feel like it all happened at once, and I didn't see it linearly. <laughs> time is a flat circle. Time is a flat circle. But I think this is the point. Well, also, he keeps mentioning you have to get back to your family and to, and to Lucy. Yes. We <laughs> gotta find Lucy. Lucy. So Lucy. Is Lucy a member of his family, I guess? Uh, I'm not sure. We gotta find the family. How do we do it? Everybody makes the symbol, right? Yeah. The, the symbol of love. <laughs> the lights go out, and in the center of the room appears a massive, hulking UFO. Jaw-dropping, incredible. Incredible, no yeah, idea. yeah. It's, it's flying across, above us. It doesn't. You're close enough to touch, almost. You're seeing every detail on it. It seems dangerous. Yeah, barely any clearance above your head. And if like you stood up, you'd bonk your head on it. It's got. There's. A, I couldn't see it, but there's a. There's obviously something coming from the stage that's holding it up, but it's hard to see it. You can't see it. Yeah, a lot of lights getting blasted. I mean, that's part of it. But it's euphoria in the room at this point. Holy fuck! If you weren't on board with any of this uh, this alien skit, now you are on board. You are weeping. It's amazing. I, I hate to go back, yeah. but before you do the symbol, you, we all do the symbol once and it doesn't work. Okay. And then he says, uh, David, uh, then Blue is really upset because he's mad at us because he says, they weren't focused. They weren't concentrating. So he's like mad that we didn't do a good enough job to summon that. <laughs> they didn't really mean it. Yeah, they didn't really mean they it, David. They feeling, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah anyway the ufo and then the ufo goes through back through like through the stage essentially mm-hmm. yeah um which is again very impressive and i'm not sure cuts to a video where the ship is hovering it's in the room and blue's in the room but then it goes outside of the mgm grand of it's, the actual hotel it's grainy it's it's grainy ufo-ish looking like you know like uh, uh, a cell phone camera yeah, footage the UFO. which also doesn't make sense because it should just be like a good quality looking footage At this point, yeah that's like a go-to vegas trope because remember the star trek attraction right yes you flew over all the casinos um the very bad new york new york roller CGI, coaster yeah. yeah cgi when that had vr you flew over everything and then a spaceship landed only the the casinos they had the rights to show yes only the, the ones in their family um yeah so you're outside the casino and then also when the ship is revealed blue yells lucy yeah and then cobb revealed over all the euphoria lucy was the name of the ship Lucy's the name of the ship. <laughs> oh, oh okay bring her outside bring her outside his delivery gets really it's strange odd, he doesn't know how to yell. yeah <laughs> Uh, and then there's the footage of the of the UFO over the MGM Grand, and then it's kind of like in silhouette, a little bit in silhouette. You see the inside of it, and you see Blue reuniting with. I can't forget. Is it one alien? I don't remember. It's for sure at least one. It might be two, but they like kind of reunite because it like zooms in on the UFO, mm-hmm. and it's just. <laughs> It's unbelievable. It's and, so insane. And I'm just I And he says he gives there's a hug or something. Is it a hug before he leaves and then and then the reprisal of uh, that's not a hug, I was just checking your credit score. Yeah, I think it's right before he leaves. Mm-hmm. Um and <laughs> Oh God. I'm getting I'm so we've been talking for three now. hours yeah, about this. Yeah, I know. Uh uh 
At some point over the course of this, he says, David, your fa- your father would be so proud because yeah. <laughs> he made the, the ship appear. Uh-huh. Your father would be proud of you. This put, then, it beca- then it becomes all about resolving the dad thing and putting words I think, into his dad's mouth, who's in real life is deceased, I guess. Well, it's uh, well, I, I hate to digress one more time. Uh, so he's dying in David's arms. Yeah. And it's like because the, the hourglass ran out. Uh-huh. And then, this is before the UFO and stuff. And then it's explained just like the time stone, and they go back in time, and he's alive, and then all that stuff happens. Oh yeah, I think I'm out of order. Yeah, the time stones. It's my last one. Yeah, I got so, one more stone. You got one more. So like, but it doesn't explain like how they fixed it or whatever. He just gets the time stone. They go back in time, and then Lucy, the UFO, appears. But then doesn't aren't they don't. <laughs> God, my brain is breaking. Don't they use the time stone to make the dad thing happen, yes. though? That's yes. where to get it. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, so. they do that, too. I mean, maybe he maybe he uses two time stones, one to go back in time to save Blue, and then one to meet his father. I only have four time stones left. <laughs> There's only four. I'll shit a few more out later, David, but oh, for right now, I only made four. <laughs> um, so... David reads a letter from his father that's narrated by a ghostly voice of his father. Uh, David, I've been a little upset lately. I felt like you forgot about your dad when you went to live your dream. All I want was for you to find your passion. You're not just living your dream. You're living my dream, too. David, I love you. I'm proud of you. And this is where I have to credit Jason Walliner for giving me the perspective of he's this man is has trapped himself in a box where every night he has is living out fan fiction that he's writing about his own father mm-hmm. telling him that he loves him and he's proud of him and it's okay that he focused on magic and stopped seeing him which for sure means that never happened right like yeah, that for sure means that like his dad didn't accept him yeah. as a magician mm-hmm. and that hence all of the early nobody believed in me right and like doing a scene a play i believe i always believed in you when i said don't do magic i was too scared to say i really want you to do it right <laughs> so very my- handsome and you look like george clooney <laughs> love you son so you're you think this had less impact than when optimus prime says a, do you did a good job to evac and you on the transport you, you're comparing ride. me and evac to david and his fake father yeah <laughs> <laughs> or like i excitedly texted you the other day that like you see in that new x-men comic professor x told cyclops he was proud of him. oh yeah 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 <laughs> sure <laughs> favorite trope uh <laughs> proud of you but yeah getting that having it happen two to three times a day Mm -hmm. i mean i guess on transformers it happens every five minutes but still the uh ickiness of yeah well jason also described it as between blue and david there are two robots (laughs) (laughs) lost their free will right (laughs) doing a play to each other this is the, I mean, I shouldn't say this is the part where I started to think maybe the story wasn't true that he told, but this part is when he, so he does that. And I did think the footage of his parents in the olden days might be real yeah. to start mm-hmm. when David appears in the footage after traveling back in time, I realized, of course, it's not real. <laughs> And this is just an actor he's hired to play his mother and father. You hear the VO, 
of a ghostly blue disappearing. David, find your heaven. (laughs) And then he uses a time stone to appear in the footage that you saw way earlier. It's his mom and dad in the 50s. And then suddenly he is filmed on 8mm film. And he is waving to his father, who smiles knowingly. And they get to have one last moment together. Mm -hmm. Except, who is this? His father. some guy. And what a weird way to have a final connection with your dad. That you are grown. If you suddenly... Uh, let's see if one of us ends up having children and right now in the door walks a grown man how, how would we know it was not an intruder but our grown adult son from the future uh, you, like how would you know how does this guy maybe a father would know I'll give them the credit yeah, oh of course yeah. that's my grown except David has had a lot of work done <laughs> that muddies the waters and he's got a weird upper tort upper body <laughs> What you're describing, my son's abs. <laughs> if they did a reboot of the Wonder Years now, <laughs> with all the home video, the home movie footage from the old credits, mm-hmm. it, it'd be like if they use that same footage, but like F- Fred Savage, fresh from the set of that just happened, wandered into that footage. Like it's just yeah, it's just an intruder looking at children and uh, middle aged people. If I'm trying to figure out. A park like at a hello. park yeah hello <laughs> just a grown stranger at a park like anytime that happens in like looper or something it's always like there's always a weird glitch of someone go like either like flinching like some i feel something feels wrong or a character going don't freak out don't freak out yeah i'm you like yeah 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 it has to be explained but no they know and the score is so ambliny so majestic so triumphant dad the biggest moments you could ever imagine is it possible is it pot love david love love. uh is it possible blue is known to him at this point in his timeline the father yeah it could be so maybe blue he kind of knows that his friend blue who he taught how to um hug people and hit on chicks uh (laughs) he's he knows that there's a possibility that like family members will time travel so you're saying he just is seeing a plan come together sure yeah not yeah. like a guy walk into a yard because he maybe he <laughs> sent blue <laughs> well they're in a park or they're in a excuse he me blew, uh, uh, yeah so blue because he sent blue into the future so presumably he knows something might come back <laughs> another hole in the logic yeah is that he sent blue into the future 50 60 years yeah long long time so the family members are all aliens uh, they're either like very old or dead if they're like live in a similar way to humans yeah maybe their yeah. timeline's different though so why or would he send him into the future stones. to find the family now he's going to see them all 60 years later doesn't make any sense this is the kind of thing that where you need a, a wrap-up show like fred savage is what just happens <laughs> to explain what just happened mm-hmm. david's of future past <laughs> i so this moment i cannot tell you when david Copperfield on in fake old film with a shit-eating grin like love you dad <laughs> it is this is the most deliriously stupid 
you've bid goodbye to an alien uh a, a <laughs> ship has just appeared in the room and i imagine in both of our cases you are drunk and <laughs> it is just i was not so drunk but i was buzzed I, so yeah. how long is this show hour and a half shorter yeah, than very short really that yeah. all fits in an hour and a half well, it's got to he's got to do it three times it's gotta a day got to do it three times I a day go no do intermission this again immediately yeah no no he doesn't take a break cuz he's got to he's pounding through let's get it done um it is yeah and and he doesn't even wait so rob paulson is not there live it's a, like clips yeah it's clips of of blue talking and sure. so when you're saying cut like go like Ask me a question is blue or whatever, and I'll do like how David interacts with blue. What's going on? That David? Way, things are going on, and then this is like he he barely lets him finish the sentence before he That's goes. Exactly right, we treated him poorly. We didn't uh, let him get the message out. So like he knows he can't lose five minutes out of this show. He's got a he barely lets blue finish. Yeah, if you were enjoying it, this show might go twenty minutes longer. But yeah, it's like bang, bang, bang. Yeah, bang. I, I'm glad I'm still under a wet, a little under the weather, or else I would probably be hopping in my car to drive to see this with my <laughs> own eyes. Here's the thing: is is Copperfield the guy we should be probably supporting with money? Probably not. That being said, I need to see this again. Yeah, <laughs> claps. Yeah, I put know. the claps in between. I thought, yeah. Yeah, need to see. I uh, yeah, I thought about it last time I was in Vegas. Definitely thought about it. Uh, I don't know, and this all makes me want to do it again and to see I, it from the perspective. Like the twists are ruined now, but and if you go see this, having listened to all this rambling, I still think you're gonna the surprise will be gone. However, the seeing blue in person and you don't know how it works. It's incredible. How is it able to stand and sit? It's got floppy legs. It's got uh, stiff legs. It's an amazing animatronic. Wait, and if is you it sit in that front row? I mean, anywhere in the theater looks great, but like, I'm like, holy shit. I'm like six is feet away. From possible. There's a person in there. No, no, it's so small. It's, it's small. Like a foot tall. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's would like, what would happen the if size you size of a big hog? <laughs> it's like a baby that stands. <laughs> They, uh, Jason. <laughs> I'm tiny. Jason. I'm small, Jason. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. What if we? What? What if you like? I was so interested. Like, what if he truly ever was thrown off in the show? Because I realize now, of course, everything that was like throwing him off, quote unquote, was all plants. But like, what if we sat in the front row with blue shirts on or something? Uh, Would he even acknowledge it? Would we get thrown out with those blue pockets we can buy? Oh yeah, if we wore the fanny like packs. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like because he. Oh, we've Kill got we've got some troublemakers here. <laughs> we got to get them out of here. <laughs> to the monkey mines. <laughs> no refunds. Enslave uh, them. Force them to play pirates. <laughs> Once every three years when someone coughs up $20,000. Oh, man. And you would go us both at gunpoint. Like with the, <laughs> in the back of the Vegas, like in the back of the MGM Grand, there's just some heavies with guns. Like, Well, Jason Wilner has been see? escorted out of magic shows before, right? <laughs> right. I believe he, he got was, escorted out he of was, Chris Angel. Yeah. Oh, really? In Vegas? For, for trying to take really one picture really like, quickly. Oh, oh you're yeah. out. Well, we won't do that. Yeah. But like if we were too enthusiastic about blue, maybe. Or like we were like, it's a, there's an alien. It's going to be an alien. He's going to say, or like we were shouting the lines out before he did them. Oh, God. I, yeah. I, well, as Disney said long ago, do you think we want to cross David Copperfield? No, we don't no. want to cross blue. We certainly don't want to cross blue. That might be one of the places in Vegas where it is still like casino or like 
they put you in the back room and start beating you with a yeah, like Louisville Ocean's Eleven. Slugger. Yeah, <laughs> like the uh, the big. Well, that of course turned out to be a friend of his, uh, of uh, Danny Ocean's, who oh, was beating yeah. him up. No, I um, meant the Scorsese Casino. Blue. Uh, oh yeah, they're gonna drag you out into the desert yeah. like Pesci, <laughs> bury you alive. Yeah, but bury him alive. <laughs> Blue waterboards us with root beer. <laughs> stubs, stubs, handkerchiefs in our mouths. Uh, just Scott, I'm gonna fart in your mouth until you wish you were dead. <laughs> Don't you ever try to disrupt it's David so and I's shows. Sweet root beer smell. <laughs> we have a I show here. Like we have a show here, and it goes perfectly. Or else you're going to feel the repercussions. Smacks me with his little hand. <laughs> Trust me, this ain't just checking your credit score. Wow. He is a slime bag. He is like a pesci. Yeah. He's a little greaser guy. <laughs> yeah, see? What if, yeah, what if he gets like, David eventually gets him so he's, he's like sentient. Oh, no. David, like, we have to perfect this. We have to perfect it. And then he becomes sentient. Then they have a falling out. And then David has to get rid of Blue. Send the monkeys. <laughs> Send the monkeys. <laughs> Disappears him on his island. And that is the movie. The full prestige style magician oh my God, what rivalry, a movie that is. but it's David Copperfield and Blue. <laughs> he, was my pro- he was my protege, and he his powers grew above mine. Tesla. Now, we, now, you and I, the audience tonight, we have to go kill him. Make this sign with your hands. We'll use it to strangle him, his tiny neck. Elon Musk stands in for Tesla. His assistant is Grimes. <laughs> or Blue. There was a package We'll use his boring company tunnels to... <laughs> Take blue around the world. <laughs> I'm all the way to Mushake. Could he? He's toured. David has also toured before. Is there a chance he does another five years of this and then tours this? Oh, God, I hope. <laughs> Once he's uh, perfected it. In an arena. I want to see this at the Staples Center. I mean, he has a, must have a compound in Vegas, right? Because residents... Well, he has his consortium of wonder. Oh, the consortium of wonder. I don't know if he I don't think he lives there, does he? I'm not sure. But if okay. you had a bunch of weird hidden Houdini beds... Wouldn't do some you? people live in the casino that they do the residency at? I or they, like, I think everybody has like really fancy suites, like an apartment just to rest in between yeah. shows. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. Or how Michael Jackson rented a whole floor of the Mandalay Bay despite not doing a show, <laughs> but he just rented the whole floor and rode a little trike around and filled it with statues of the little green giant. Cool. The, the, from the, uh, the food. Yeah, he. They, that's a part of the Living with Michael Jackson special. He explains to reporter remember that part. what the little green giant is. It's one of the strangest things. Oh, this man. is it was an American commercial. It ran for many years. That it taught children how to eat peas. <laughs> on you say ho ho ho. Oh, Jesus. So that's so it's a lot of fun, and that's why I have it here. So well, wait a it's minute. It's not the Jolly Green Giant. It's that little version, the little kid. Uh, little no, green giant it was, it was a statue of the jolly green giant but there were two green giants i believe i believe jolly green giant had a little green giant what really i think there were two. Oh, huh um, uh, we're here boy here we're talking about the little blue oh, giant geez. and we've well and more that giants. remember uh craft told us the craft father told the story about him and Tony Baxter meeting with Michael Jackson on an entire reddit out floor of the Universal Sheraton. Oh, right. So I guess he just, the way you would rent a hotel oh. room when you go to a hotel, he gets a whole floor. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. This, um, I found, I pulled up a picture. There's a Jolly Green Giant and then the Little Green Giant. Oh, I sit on his shoulder. Yeah. So that was Michael, like My, the no, little. Michael had a statue of the big one. Oh, it was the, it was the Jolly Green Giant. Yes. It was yeah, not yeah. Little Green. Yeah. Wow. But he had a blue. 
It was interesting. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> a, gre- a green. <laughs> a green. <laughs> green it's 36. green. It's my green. <laughs> um, I, yeah. So, yeah. Oof. I don't know. What else to say? Go see. If, I don't. As much as that was all a line by line spoiler, you have to see it to believe it. I'd still tell you, Jason, if you go I, to Vegas. Yeah. You got to go. It's unbelievable. And I hey, forgive us for, I hope nobody's mad about us for spoiling all of this, but hey, it's, it's out there. It's, I, I, what I don't understand is why Blue isn't easily Googleable. Right. Like you can t- I think he wants this to be, he wanted Blue to be an icon. Well, Vegas is. He wouldn't is sell its, the merch if he didn't. Vegas is its own biodome. Like, Vegas is its own yeah. thing. That's what you hear people. I had this experience when I went to Vegas for the first time of like, who is Danny Gans? And Danny Gans, yeah. And he passed away a few years ago, but he was like the, the one of the most famous people in Vegas. Yeah. And anonymous well, I, in yeah. much of the, the rest of the country, unless you had seen Danny Gans. Right. I sent you a, a picture of a guy who performs there that I don't know anything about other than his name, Tape Face. <laughs> Tape Face. I remember Tape, Tape Face. Is it, yeah. I forget which casino he's at. He's a guy who does... She, wraps tape around his he face. He puts tape on his face. I assume there's more to the act than that. But the tree of the penis. It's, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, he's got a show. I saw it. I've been to Vegas two times this year. He's at... Uh, he's, he performs in the House of Tape Theater. <laughs> what it's just, the fuck are this you whole saying? Thing, um, I, uh, this is all it's a dream. masking tape, right? I am like, high on time stones. Hair, it's the, I believe it's the Harris Casino. Uh, and there he is. Can you see that? Yeah. Uh, swing, swing it over here. Tape face. We or, get no, that's electrical right. tape. We've got newcomers like tape face nipping <laughs> at my heels. <laughs> I mean, we there's a show tape face building with giant Jabberwockies. Like one mm-hmm. of the casinos has the big Jabberwockies. That's MGM Grand logo. too. I think they might wow. perform in the Copperfield Theater. Yeah, right across. You can see blue, and then take like a hundred steps and see a giant Jabberwocky mask. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, uh, I've been to Vegas. Magic, wonderful, and by the way, all this where there used to be a fucking theme park too. We haven't. Right. I, I can't believe we haven't done MGM Grand Adventures. That's got to. It seems like theme park ghosts have infused this casino between yeah. Copperfield and Jabberwockies. Mike and I, by the way, years ago did an improv show with like the one dollar version of those masks on, and it's still oh, yeah. a very, uh, a, a very unpleasant. Like I think my whole face was covered in sweat by the end. Like yeah, not a good idea. To and do that the show. audience members were like, "Well, we could kind of hear you," and it's like, <laughs> yeah, that "Oh, was a- right." Audio dampening. It was Halloween. It was Halloween. At Nick's Atlantic City, where I had like a black mat, like the the skin tight mask, and then yeah. a Jabberwocky's mask above that. And there was a part where I like pretended to drink water and just splashed it <laughs> into my face, and it was like a funny enough beat of the thing. But then I felt like I was getting waterboarded. Water I had to like I like pause. If you watched video of it, I I like like I was like choking. I almost died on stage at UCB Franklin. Uh, in a Jabberwocky's mask, I truly almost like pat, like fell to the ground. Uh, I'm scared. Even you, actually, when you said Jabberwocky's mask, I just ha- I did have like a, like stress flashbacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Jabberwockies give me PTSD. <laughs> so be careful putting on those masks. Be careful with those masks. Cut. You can cut the nose. And the map, you can cut it a little bigger. That's what I did. How have we all had this specific <laughs> scenario? So remember, if you're playing a Jabberwocky, <laughs> mm-hmm. cut the nostril holes bigger. 
That's yeah. so weird. Yeah, we did that. We had to cut it because yeah, it was like really like it was sucking unpleasant. air out of it. Yeah, yeah. You buy, we bought them from Party City. There's all the different colors on the wall. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can buy. I also then noted in the Jabberwocky store there the Jabberwocky's masks cost like twenty seven dollars. Are they the same quality? Yeah, they yeah. Suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they aren't even branded. It sucks. Also, anyway. you added on for three to four minutes. We had it on for a full Harold, uh, a comedic form you can't really abandon. No, oh my God! And once you start, yeah, you can't like maybe yeah. get behind that curtain and take take a breath. Well, let that be a lesson. Why are we all trying so hard with all of these shows? Look what we did. We did that live show and we made a limo and there's masks and all this shit. We're all putting in all this effort. Look, we need to take a page from the Copperfield playbook. Sleepwalk through the same show. Mm-hmm. Uh, over and over again over for years. And over again. Now, granted, that does have million dollar illusions mm-hmm. going on constantly, but you know, uh, putting well, Copperfield effort. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, all I'll say to sum up is that uh, the thing is, we are, obviously our live shows have the same message uh, as Copperfield's, and as of course Blue gives love, love, love. Make the symbol. Make the, the symbol. symbol. It's our symbol of. It's the PTR symbol of love. <laughs> PTR symbol of love, Jason. Love. Love, Jason. Love. Just love. The love, Jason. Thank you for teaching me about love, gentlemen. (laughs) You said. Thank Blue. Thank Blue. Thank you, Blue. (laughs) Thank you for not mocking my message. We survived podcast the ride. Uh, fuck, man. Oh, I need a, I need a cigarette. I need a big jug of if, if one episode you could just do the show as Jason and we could both be Blue, that would be really satisfying to me. But that's just about it's just a regular topic yeah normal episode mind train yeah and then blue is also <laughs> two what, blues to that co-hosting. is the show we're touring we've got some mm-hmm. live shows coming up and like cool. oh we don't want to do a whole we'll be traveling we don't want to do we can't do the limo that kind of props everything mm-hmm. but the the pizzazz of you guys being blue for a live audience mike and scott is two blues yeah, yeah that'll that'll pay off <laughs> yeah charles man their 30s i'm jason sheridan joined as always by blue Love and, and blue. blue and love. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's be, let's beam out of here. Let's go All back right. to our families. Use a time stone. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Forever dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced dog. by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.